online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. This is Russell Brand. You're listening to BBC Radio 2. We are live. I was dancing about. I feel a little bit exasperated by that. Oh, God, Terrible singing. What? Did you put that on the radio? I think there was a little <laughs> snatch of you at the end. Yeah, it's a little snatch in you, mate. You dirty little snatch catcher. This is the Russell Brand Show on Radio 2. You're getting half an hour extra, not only of me, Russell Brand, the Sony Award-nominated radio star, but also of Matthew Morgan, who I suppose we probably... Do you feel like you've I'm been also nominated? So, yeah, completely. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't mention you on the piece of paper. That's it does. All. I saw an email and my name was in it. In the email? Yeah. Oh, there must have been a mix-up at the factory. That's oh, probably no. been a mix-up. Oh, no. There's something must have gone wrong at the factory, I suppose. What a show it's going to be today. Matthew, I suppose you're excited or are you jaded? About what? The Sony thing? About life, mate. Have you got a sense of joie de vivre, what Iggy Pop would call, ain't life great? Uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit tired, you know. A little jaded. Oh little bit jaded. Well, it's going to be a hell of a show. We are actually live. If you want to communicate with us, you can. 88291. Fire that into your phone box and send us a text message. 88291. Or you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk with your feelings and experiences of what you feel like being on this planet at the same time as the rest of us all just getting on. Coming up on the show, right? Oh, I should speak slash, because we've got the extra half hour. Coming up on the show, Morrissey is going to be in studio here with me. No, he's Morrissey. Not. He is, mate. Oh, well, he might not because the lift's broke and we're 15 floors up. And we're a bit worried about that. The lift's broken here. And we've got Are they like, trying to fix the lift or is it like there's definitely no lift? Well, someone's trying to fix it, but who's qualified to fix a lift? It's a proper specialist, like it's a specialist field, isn't it? Lift repair. Well, that's why you get don't... a lift repair, man. Well, I've seen him, mate. You want to see the state of his overalls. I want to oh, really? trust him for five minutes. Yeah. He looks like a proper Rob ball. He looks I... like he's not wearing under his un anything underneath his overalls. So I, they're just... I don't think Morrissey would do 15 stories to come up and see you. Do you think he might be the kind of person who think, F that? I don't 15. do stars. You might say that. Do it. Even, I don't think so, because I went out with Morrissey last night and sat in the corner of, of a <laughs> in the corner of a pub garden with him, and there were several other people there as well, including my mum. My mum was chatting to Morrissey. <laughs> it's nice. It's weird, because I went off to the toilet and I came back and there was just Morrissey and my mum talking. I thought, ah, oh, there's life then. Morrissey and my mum chatting in the corner Do you call him pub. Morrissey when you go, oh, all right, Morrissey? Yeah, you do. Really? Yeah. Yeah, all right, Morrissey. Some people, you call him Moz, but I've not got to the point where I feel comfortable enough to go, oh, Moz, you all right, mate? Yeah, yeah, okay. Talk to him. He asks you really difficult questions to answer as well. He goes, do you remember the sitcom Man About the House? There was an actress called Sandy Thompson in it. And I go, what, sorry, Sandy Thompson? Goes, Sandy Thompson. And he goes, well, yeah, where's he going with it? He's like, and if you don't know the things he's talking about, he gets angry with you. Really? <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not very patient about it. Yeah, he's really, he's proper funny, though. There's this bit last night this place called cat and fiddle right it was in the corner of um the bar he'd been my gig again because he liked my gig the first time he came again right and was in like was there and this bird come over give me a like give me a like came over and give me a phone number and kissed me and when i looked around more she went well that's absolutely disgusting that's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen <laughs> right it's really <laughs> disgusted by it and i go yeah look what she wrote on this bit of paper and she'd written her name and right, and put in parentheses brilliant breasts Right, and Morrissey looks at the guy, goes, yeah, look at that. He goes, well, that's appalling, that's appalling. And then he left a few minutes later. My mum goes to him, are you going now, Morrissey? And he went, no, I'm pursuing brilliant breasts. <laughs> I can chase it after <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's What funny. sort of woman does that? 
Yeah, one with quite, as it turns out, quite a nice one. I was a, a mag yeah. magical stroke. Have you seen her again? Not, no, because I got caught up last night, you know, a lot of antics going on. You'll like it out here. I don't know why you don't make the effort to pop on an aeroplane. What do you want me to pay for it or something? Because that's what it is. No. Yes, You but do, don't you? That's not, <laughs> not right. what's well, stopping me, but if you're going... All oh, right, I will. What if it's Business if class, it's please. Business class, okay. Some little flowers on my seat when I get on. Little some warm nuts from Matty Morgan. <laughs> we'll do that. Not only have we got Morrissey coming up in the show, in studio with Matt Morgan, the Sony Award nominated presenter, Matt Morgan, <laughs> will we'll be uh, Adam Green, the brilliant Adam Green, formerly of Mouldy Peaches. He's going to be there with Matt and Mr. G, the poet laureate of the show, who at the end will summarise the whole show. I've been meaning to say to G for a while, actually. G, if we've got guests in studio, can you include them in the bloody poem? Because it's embarrassing when you don't, like Joan. Real sat there and thinking, oh, hopefully G will do a little bit and not an obnoxious, rude bit like Noel Gallagher was doing. What about that bit? Wasn't that embarrassing, Matt, when Noel was coating off Jonah? I know, what's week? going on? What's wrong with him? He's so rude. So ah, oh, when he goes, there, like, no, I don't know what he is. What am I supposed to be impressed? Am I supposed to be impressed? Well, no, stop it, you mad drunk uncle. Have you right, spoken to him since then? Yeah, I spoke to him on the phone straight after. Goes, oh, right. you're right. What's the matter? Oh, right. Someone tired. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Someone's not pleased with their new what record. What did he say? Oh no, I was only joking. <laughs> what, what, what was his attitude? Oh, I thought he'd love that. Well, I sort of was sort of sensitive about it. I think he's you know, Sarah's away in New York, and I think he's, I don't want to uh, you know cast any aspersions on him, but I think drinky drinky, <laughs> <laughs> glug glug drinky drinky, can he cope with lonely lonely? <laughs> so Noel Gallagher will be on the show a little bit later. He's not hopefully. been left with the baby, has he? No, they wouldn't leave him with a baby, would they? Can you imagine? No, imagine It'd be that. like Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody shambles. <laughs> Actually, Uncle Buck out. turned out to be a good parent in the end. Well, that's the message of Uncle Buck, Matt, and I'm glad you've picked me up on that. Yes, so even though initially John Candy's Buck character seemed like an irresponsible parent, he, he bought the kids out of themselves with his sense of fun, he did. didn't he? Yes, exactly. I think I could play an Uncle Buck-style character, could I? Um, yeah, I Come think on. you could, yeah. Thanks, mate. Why don't you write it and then stop being so lazy? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Make an effort. You Things could do drop, well. drop Dead Fred. I could do Drop Dead Fred. Sort of thing. Yep, like Stein Rickmail. I could be Uncle Buck. Also, a school of rock Uncle Buck needs thing. to be a fat slob. I could be a sort of a skinny slob, can't I? Well, you could have a fat suit, like Eddie, Mur uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, like in Norbit. Yeah, Norbit. Norbit. All right, I've got a nice fat suit on. This is looking good. This is it. I'll take this to the moguls in the morning. Get the old moguls laughing gear up around that. Yeah, get out of here, mate. There's plenty of moguls want to meet up with you. <laughs> so, uh, what's some other things I've got to say? Yeah, Adam Green's in studio with uh, Sony-nominated Matt Morgan. And uh, and I suppose G's nominated as well, is he? We yes, we're all, it's the show. Right, you selfish just thinking... pig. <laughs> I suppose not G's nominated. <laughs> when he turns up and does a poem at the end of the show that's been nominated. <laughs> so, yes, let's include him. Well, jolly good, G. Well done. Bloody well done. Um, but, G, will you please include people that are here in your bloody poems? Yeah, the, the last one was a metaphor. You have to read it differently. Well, don't do metaphors, mate. You smart well, ass. Did someone just say who wasn't in it? Jonah Hill? No. Yeah, he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything about Jonah. No, like, he didn't. Well, what did Jonah say to you? I, I wasn't in the poem. <laughs> no, he didn't, but I was just noticed it. Do you know what I mean? Especially that like, something like Morrissey's coming today. You've got to include Morrissey in the summary. Also, he had a start of Knocked What's Up. What's Morrissey rhyme with? Hmm? What's Morrissey uh, rhyme with? 
I don't know, you can rhyme something with the Smiths, can't he? Or Morrissey said, the right said Fred. Morrissey did, up bin lid. Do you know what I mean? Poems ain't hard to just don't use the word Morrissey as the rhyming word. Now, uh, so listen, what you want to do now is listen to me, because I'm going to say something out of my mouth. Later on the show, Seth Rogen, writer of Superbad and star of Superbad and star of Knocked Up, he is going to be here talking to me about what he feels like, probably, or something. His new film, Pineapple Express, coming out soon, and so is another film, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. What I went Went to the premiere of the other day, Matthew. Right, okay, how did that go? Glamorous, as you might imagine. Me, uh, me, my mum, Sharon, Nicola, John Null, handsome Nick manager. Not sounding all... glamorous so far. That <laughs> 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 no, sounds bloody awful, doesn't it? I've Listen, <laughs> I know you could have come if you weren't so bloody demanding. So, like, uh, so we got there. It's all like sort of there's all Hawaiian hula girls, red carpet, the Chinese man's theatre or man's Chinese theatre, whatever it's called. Now there's loads of press photographers, uh, f like uh, loads of people have come behind crash barriers, flash, 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 like junkets, all sort of people like sort of gathered around, like in lots of noise. And like uh, Edward Norton was there, right? And uh, like and sort of loads of people from Judd Apatow films and Judd himself was there. Nicola looked around it and goes. Looks like Lakeside, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Lakeside. That's how, that's how Nicola assimilated it into her understanding. Looks like, a bit like, Lakes, like Lakeside. Did it look and like Lakeside? Not, doesn't look like Lakeside. She's nodding her head. It's not like Lakeside. It's glamorous Hollywood. Well, I don't know, a bit like Lakeside, I suppose. Right, and then uh, another thing. What, what's that other thing that happened? Uh, yeah, like that lad, McLovin, out of Superbad was yeah. there. Right, he was there, like, and sort of he come home. It's funny because he's so young. It's funny when you meet famous people, but they're dead young because you sort of they're, they're a famous person, but really you sort of think, oh, little that little lad, that's super bad. And like um, Nicola likes him. She went, oh, all right, McLovin, right, McLovin, mate, all right. <laughs> and he goes, oh hi, hi, my name's Chris, my name's Chris. Yeah, McLovin, I love you, McLovin, McLovin. <laughs> <laughs> she refused to accept it. It's good, it was. And then, um, then like we see like, the lads out of like the Concords were there, like. And, and Sharon's obsessed with Jermaine out of it, right? And like, sort of, you know, we've met up, we've met up with them a few times now, and they're really, really nice. And like, they really like the film. Had a nice chat with him afterwards. He's probably funny, Jermaine. But Sharon, like, sort of, you know, like uh, Nick described it as like, because like, at the end there was quite a crowd of people. Like, and I was talking to Jermaine, and all the people coming out of the cinema, and it was all sort of dead crowded. Sharon, see that I was talking to Jermaine, Sharon, stylist, assistant, friend, and like, she, uh, like. To get to Jermaine, Nick said it was like that bit at the end of Crocodile Dundee where they clamber over everyone's heads in the underground. But oh, instead yeah. of two people heading towards each other, imagine one person heading towards another person <laughs> who's trying to get away. <laughs> like poor Jermaine character, she's always trying to put one on him. So what did she say when she got there? Did she actually get she, to she gets there and then she acts all, all natural. Once she gets there, she acts normal once, she's, once she arrives. Dusting herself off. Oh, hello. Oh, how nice to see you. Why does you keep hassling Jermaine for, Sharon? He's really funny. He's, he's really like him, Matt, because everything he does, all these little expressions and everything, he's just so funny. He doesn't have to say anything or do that much. And he's just, he's really sweet. You want to yeah. carry him around in your little pocket. It's really funny. He, got, he, ain't, got a, like, he ain't got a phone. He goes like, because Sharon was bothering him last time. I was not. He hasn't got a phone. I don't have a phone. I don't have He one. said, oh, we can hang out at the weekend, but I, I don't have a phone. Right. When I've got an email address, I mean, he's got a phone, just putting it to someone else in the room. But you know, he's got a phone, if you want, he's got a phone. Like, oh. like, oh, we're just, let's just socialise with people that've got phones. Don't even know if he knew the person he was pointing at. Right, and then this time, when Sharon came, the first thing he goes, he goes, oh, I've got a phone now, I don't have it with me, it's in the car. 
He's <laughs> in my friend's car. <laughs> yeah, it's not even his own car. And, and then he's go- like, I've still got your number. And he got out the piece of paper that he had, like, all tucked away in his wallet. He's like, what's the point of that? Goes, I've still got it. still his here on this bit of paper. Shane goes, you've only kept that because it's got Greg Proops's name on it. He goes, no, no, I haven't. Like that. He's, 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 he's really sweet. He's, he's like, what was that other thing that was, like, funny? What happened with him? What did we do when I was like, what? He was f- asking loads of questions, wasn't he? He was telling you what time he goes to bed. Yeah, I just like, I thought, I like talking to him. I thought he's someone that you could just ask him questions and he'll just answer him. Like, so I start going to him, goes to him, uh, all right, what's your lifestyle like? He goes, oh, you know, it's okay. He goes, you work hard. He goes, I can stop work at 11. We work to about, we work to about seven. He goes, oh, like eight hour day. He goes, yeah. He goes, what time do you go to bed? He goes, mm, one. Like, but no one, no one, <laughs> adults don't have a regular bedtime. <laughs> I mean, it was really funny that he thought about, like, you can see him sort of work out what average time he went to bed. You're making him so sound like a it. buffoon. No, he's lovely. And we, we were trying to get him to come on the radio show. He's like, you definitely oh, come yeah, on. Yeah. We're going, oh, next week we're going to be in England. Like, you're going to come on the week after. I was going, promise then, cross your heart and hope to yeah, die. I do want to. Me being as pushy come. as usual. Yeah, she was really pushing him. Sharon's <laughs> trying to use ulterior motives of trying to have sex with him. I was but not. using the radio show <laughs> as a sex aid. Right. She go and like, and uh, like, which I've never done. And like, she go and like, yeah, and he, go, he goes, uh, yeah, he goes, I, I do want to come on it. I goes, but just not very much. He goes, yeah, that's right, but just not very much. I do. <laughs> I want to come on, but not very much. <laughs> <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs> wants to come not very much. It's well funny. Yes, hopefully we'll get them on. But today we've got Adam Green, we've got Morrissey, we've got Seth Rogen, star of Knocked Up, all coming at various times because we've got a super bumper show. I had an embarrassing moment, Matt Morgan, very much in the Matt Morgan realm of embarrassing moments. Right? Oh, God. I'd not, yeah, I'd not yet met Seth Rogen. I was on that red carpet. It's very disorienting. Because like, in England, fame happened incrementally, right? So it's like, oh, right, Big Brother seems to be going, well, oh, I went on Jonathan Ross. Oh, this thing's in the tabloids. Day by day growing after 15 years of endless tour and me and Matt running around with own video cameras filming each other's bums and puppets and things. And it happened slowly, slowly, slowly. Here, it's like, woke one morning... Like, you know, no one gives a monkeys. And then th- that's 15 minutes later, everyone's, Russell, Russell, <laughs> like that. That weren't even cameras, that noise. It's just people with speech <laughs> impediments lunging at me. <laughs> right? Like, um, no, I'm on the red carpet and I see there's this woman, Donna Langley, right, who's like the president of Universal and I've met her several times. We've talked to her about other films and all this kind of business, right, and I sort of see her and like wave to her, oh, hello, did that sort of wave. And between me and her is Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen's like there and I sort of made a little bit of eye contact with him and I've never met him. And I started to do that thing that I know is exactly the sort of thing you do, Matt. I started thinking, oh, I'll be saying hello to Seth Rogen in a minute and I've not met him, so I'll go pleased to meet you. So I started my walk over to Seth Rogen and Donna Langley who are situated close to each other with my, I'd like, pleased to meet you're cocked and loaded in the barrel, do you know oh, what I mean? No. And then Seth Rogen got distracted. Someone was like, took it, taking a photo of Seth Rogen. So I thought, I won't disturb him while he's having that photo done. But the police to meet you was still cocked and loaded you in the barrel. You didn't blurt it out, did you? To I someone? blurted it! No, I do I that all the time. It. I do I that all the time. I blurted it Langley, Matthew. I've already met her loads of times. So, Pleased to meet you! Right. <laughs> 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 she went, oh, well, you know. Uh, and then I sort of tried to sort of make up for it by sort of saying loads of things that to show that I remembered other times we've met. Oh, yeah. remember when I I was over there and that happened. Remember when I give you that book? You're from the Isle of Wight. Right, because she is from the Isle of Wight. You know, so, but it just looked stupid. I know, I do that sort of thing all the time. That thing when what, I was walking towards that, that woman. There was a woman from work when I worked in a factory and she was walking towards me and I knew she was going to go, hello, you all right? Like that, I just knew <laughs> she was going to say that. She's definitely going to say, hello, you all right? Yeah, and she was walking towards me and then as she looked up, I went, not too bad. Like that. <laughs> She never asked the question. <laughs> you just said not too bad. Yeah, so she looked confused. <laughs> she looked confused. I was, it was really confusing. And we just passed each other. And must have both thought, oh, that was strange. I just suddenly went, not too bad. 
<laughs> you have to rehearse the most basic social exchange. I know. Okay. This, oh, you, I'll bring out the old not too bad. I think for this one, people seem to like the old not too bad. Yes, yes. Old, no, the mood's right. I'll try that. Not too bad. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Simply not said a thing to you. Yeah, so that happened a little bit. And there's been a lot of, lately, I've been doing a lot of, like, say, like, someone sort of wait. You're, if you're in a group of people, someone waves, and you think, oh, they're waving at me. Even though I don't know them, I might as well wave back. And I wave back, maybe do something cheeky. Hey, you all right? And do some of my mimes, fire an imaginary gun, wiggle my bum, do a bit of dancing. Then I look to my right and see, oh, they're waving at that person there who knows them well. You know, and I'm not even involved in the wave. And I sort of think, oh, don't yeah, try but then you, you could do another wave over their shoulder so they think, oh, That's right, the technique I use. That yeah. is the technique I use. I'll just pretend there's someone on the horizon that I'm waving at, just someone real nice. It's tragic, really isn't it, really? Me. Those things will always happen to you, no matter how famous you get. Yeah, it will always be slightly embarrassed. There seems to be no escape from it. Hey, what was that shout sh like? You know, like we were sort of talking about how people talk funny. Right, over here, we've become more aware of our accents and stuff. He's like, do you want some... <laughs> with Nicola over here and that... Do you want some chocolate? Do you want <laughs> chocolate? Instead of chocolate. Do you want some chocolate? What and a flavour is it? It's caramel. Caramel. Caramel chocolate. Do you want some yoghurt? Right. And, uh, and Nicola <laughs> says, I'm embarrassed. Like that. And I think that the other one, because Sharon said, my mum had said one the other day, I bet it was pet mint. Was it pet mint? My mum goes, do you want pet mint tea? <laughs> pet mint. Pet mint. Have a bit of pet mint. Here, have a pet mint. She don't go peppermint. She drops out a syllable just for her own reasons. We'll never know truly what makes that woman tick. You are right, mum? Yes, thank you. You proud of me now? Yes. Do you think I've done good in that film the other day? Brilliant. Yeah, go and see if you're getting Sarah Marshall or other films. Other films are available. Go and see any film you want. But if when, you want me to be in When you went to the premiere, one. do you have to yeah. watch the film again? Yeah, and I've seen it earlier that day because I've been doing the DVD commentary. And do people turn around and like look at you when it's your bit and go, well done on that bit? The people, I think people are inclined to laugh louder around you at your bits because I think they're sort of aware that you're there. So, oh, that's a good bit that you've just done. So, like, yeah, I think that that But happens. they don't interact with you. People don't turn around and look at you or go, thumbs no. up. I mean, I went to the toilet three or four times during it, so I had lots of opportunities for eye contact then. That's, I didn't even need the toilet, to tell you the truth, you know. So, like, but even then, people were pretty steadfastly ignorant of my presence up and down that bloody eye with me hair all poking up. No and, how's it, and how does the DVD commentary work? Do you have to go, oh, I remember that day, actually, because it was quite funny, because I hurt my foot. Is it really boring? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you feel like you, do you suddenly think, oh god, I must sound really boring? Yeah, I really try and spice it up with anecdotes and that. But like, tell you the truth, when I'm with them as a group, like I sort of, I sort of sublimate my identity a little bit. Like when it's all of them, I sort of, I don't want to, you know, because I, I only have really have two settings: silence and complete control. That's you know, like so if I'm not going to be in complete control of the dynamic, I'll just sit quietly in a chair and occasionally will tell an anecdote about having a bad foot. Done a couple of good jokes, but. So, you know, I like that anecdote last week about someone watching Apocalypto and I said, oh, I enjoyed it. It was a nan. Sort of, oh, I enjoyed Apocalypto, but bloody hell, Mel Gibson <laughs> talking over the top of it. That's my brother-in-law's parents. Your brother-in-law's parents, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson keeps piping up all the way through it. That's the director's commentary, you idiots! <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. You know, think that there's a film funny. with someone talking. <laughs> I used that, actually. But, like, Did you? I didn't want to... I didn't want to say, I didn't want to go, yeah, I, it was difficult. I had to lie a little bit and go, like, I was like oh, someone I know, sort of thing. You know what right. I mean? I just went, oh, well, I in the stand up, 
with no in the in the director's commentary. Oh, I, guess right. I don't agree with director's commentary because of this thing happened with Apocalypto. Someone's named uh, my mate's <laughs> name. I think I changed it to. It, I knew in while I was saying it, it was sort of a lie. But I thought I can't go. I do this radio show. We do this item called an anecdote. My mate Matt, his brother-in-law's parents. I mean, it's just too. They, like, just, they just fade you down, wouldn't they? They'd fade me down. They already it was a struggle to get them to pay attention. Macaulay Culkin was there because he goes out with um, Mila Kunis. He bought oh, in coffees in one I bit. I love her. When I watch the film, you just she looks great. She does look so beautiful. Yeah, like the first few times I was, yeah, I didn't really get affected, but like about the third or fourth time watching, I thought, God, she is really beautiful. What well, they she? like together? They've been going out for years, haven't they? Like five or six years or something. Yeah, he's really nice. He isn't. It makes because I do, you know, I do a little bit of stand up about all that. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm a bit worried. He said he's gonna. He goes. He goes. He, after actually, he was out at the premiere, and he goes, "Hey, if you want me to come on the radio show, I'd be really happy." And I went, oh, "All right, mate." Sort of thinking, "Oh, he's gonna find out about that stand up." Yeah, but you so don't actually. Like, you're not. It's not negative about him. It's just saying. Hold that. on. Yeah, but what about what? About, yeah, but that, what about the Michael Jackson bit, Matt? When I go, when you're around Macaulay Culkin, you want to go, "Come on, mate, be honest, tell us, right?" <laughs> like, if you're, say, you wouldn't say that directly to his face, would you? Yeah, yeah. Well, Set it up with him. Go. I'll do. I mentioned Michael Jackson, and then you'll probably pull that yeah, home alone if... face. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> Jim James. Jim James. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I, I don't know. We'll have to get out of that somehow. I don't know what. We'll... No, I want him to come on. It'd be brilliant to have Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, on that'd be good. Flight of the Concords coming on as well, but they don't want to very much, but we might be able to get them to come on at some point. We've got to... Sellotape queued up from them now. Ah, oh, cool. I love that song. Oh, this, why don't we listen to Sellotape by Flight of the Concords now? We, later on, we've got our Jingle Race War. We've got Nanic, though. We've got, uh, I think Matt Morgan was going to tell me about my... Uh, what did you say? You saw my face on the side of a, a bus, Matthew. Oh, sorry. Yes, I forgot we meant to set that joke up for you. <clears throat> Here oh, we Russell, go. Here comes a joke. <clears throat> we saw your yes. face on the side of a bus in London. Ha! That's the only way you'll get me on a London bus! Ha 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 ha! Ha ha ha! Yay! Joke! I done a joke! I am a joke doer for a job! Woohoo! Good old me! I deserve every goddamn penny! But I want to stress that Sony Award, even if we don't get it, the nomination is for all of us. It's not just I, me! I thought of a variation. Go on. Oh, Russell, I saw your face on the tube. Ah, oh, that's the only way you'll get me down on the tube. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Have you never seen? So you haven't seen yourself on the side of a London bus? No, I haven't. Because, like, you know, it's quite I'm in creepy America. for me walking around London. <laughs> I'm watching you. Why aren't you writing a synopsis? This film, if this film flops, Matthew, you better have something ready. Yeah, uh, but... we have to play this track because the news is coming up. All right. Well, I'm just want to say. Times. Okay, well, we'll say this, mate. Make sure you get some bloody work done. Aretha Franklin, was it called Knock on Your Door? That's what I'm going to do. Until you come back to me. Until you come back to me. I couldn't tell which bit it would door. be the title. Well, I like, that's the bit I like best is when it goes Knock on Your Door. That's the bit I really, I really focus for that bit. You should have seen me and Sharon doing the backing vocals for that just then. It was brilliant. We heard behold. you. You don't put that on the radio, do you, when we do stuff like that? No, no, no. I heard you in a little, oh, you little box listen. that we get talked back from you from. Did you enjoy our performance? Um, it was a little pushed I'd say. <laughs> too much effort going into it well some say that we were very relaxed and skillful i've just heard morrissey is on his way he doesn't mind about the lift problems Whoa. he's quite happy to what tolerate that 
He's now on the second floor. Apparently, <laughs> he's wheezing in a stairwell. <laughs> That's Morrissey wheezing in a stairwell. That could be a Morrissey lyric, as a matter of fact. Here is a uh, email off of Depeche Veria. She says, "Can you get your mum to review the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Mum, review the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Don't take too long though, because I've got another email to read out." really sweet and it's a lovely love story. Get a bit closer to the mic. Get closer to the mic. Stop bullying her. Well, yeah, stop bullying me. Hello, Matt. Hello, Barbara. Um, it's really sweet. It's a lovely love story and there's lots of sexy men in it besides Russell. Who? <laughs> sexy beside me. That nice fella that was in Friends. The nice fella, oh, Paul Rudd, yeah, yeah, he's nice. Who else? Um, Jason. Jason, the star. Yeah. Wonder if he had a little kiss with anyone that I work with. <laughs> Wonder if he did. Wonder if there was a little bit of an incident with a certain someone. Wonder if a certain someone transgressed professional boundaries. We'll talk about that later. Mr. Morgan. It wasn't Matt, incidentally. And uh, well, it's intriguing. Yeah. It, it's, I just think you should go and see it because it's really, really funny. Well, even apart from me, Mum. Russell's brilliant in it. He right. steals the show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's an unbiased review of the film against Sarah Marshall. <laughs> other, <laughs> other films are available if you want them. Uh, this is another email here from Caitlin claiming to be from Boston. Hello, Russell, Matt and Mr. G. I just wanted to compliment Russell on his excellent performance on The Tonight Show, which I stayed up expressly to watch with some trepidation as the show pained me. Oh, don't say that. I watched that. Did you see me, mate? Did I you saw see me? YouTube. Or you, Go on. Me, YouTube or whatever. Yeah, you were good, actually. <laughs> I was all right, you wasn't I? You did your sort of creepy chat show persona. That's not creepy. That's sexy chat show persona. What do you mean creepy? Where I'm all well, sort of a bit... demure and, like, <laughs> controlled. <laughs> yeah, you know but I mean. Yeah, I go a bit more controlled and demure. Because people don't... You don't want to go in there all like this. People will freak out. Yeah, you know no, you relaxed like... more. You got into it and you sort of... But, yeah, no, it was good. I was very relaxed from the beginning. I was very happily and relaxed, but I just thought, just keep it cool, keep like a coil. Cool. Don't say anything weird. Don't yeah. steady. Don't mention the tip milk. Oh no, I've mentioned <laughs> the beloved tip milk. Uh, anyway, this woman goes, uh, da, 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 da. you were hilarious. Nice work, says Caitlin. Thank you. Hello, Russell and Matt. It's Tasha from Sheffield. I've seen your face on the side of about 15 buses in Sheffield, and I want to know if you're watching me. He, he. Love from Tasha. No, I'm not watching you from those posters, but I'm very glad that you have seen them. In fact, <laughs> the only way you're going to see me in Sheffield <laughs> is on the side of a bus there. In fact, I like it. <laughs> ah, uh, there's a bit of sellotape got stuck to me head with uh, the text. If you want to text us, well, now it's sellotape to me head. It's probably a message from God. 88291, or if you want to email us, it's at Matt, should we have a humorous look at some uh, world events and things? Yes, please. So, let's do that. Right, it's now time for me and Matt's new item, <laughs> humorous. Well, I don't know, it's just some emails, really. I don't know who can say it's an item. Let's, right, this is something about tit milk. It's from someone called Katie. Hello, Russell, Matt and G and everyone at the show. Uh, have a look at this tit milk thing. Look at this. So there's a new cheese made from women's milk. Le Petit Singly is a farm that specialises in making cheese from women's breast milk. Oh. Admittedly, it must be a bizarre milking process, uh, and it happens in France. I think the donors bring their milk to the farm or something like that. The cheese is produced exactly like it would be for cow's milk and tastes like it has hints of hazelnuts. If it was Matt's mum, of course, it would have vinegar, where she's desperate <laughs> to unclamp her horrible firstborn son from her boob. The farm says the cheese is rich in vitamins and nutrients, but they don't survive after being ultra-pasteurised. Mmm, nice. Okay. That must take age, like, you know, the, it's not like a cow, is it? Pints of it coming out. 
Ooh, no, I suppose not. You can't so get many women. of this stuff. Matt, do you think it would be unusual if I were to, right here, use our radio show as a forum, our Sony Award-nominated radio show, as a forum and say, any, say, for example, you're one of them women that I once met that's lactating but you ain't got a baby, or you've split up with the partner of your baby and you're lactating. No, I don't think I'd it like is to the meet right you. forum. <laughs> <laughs> before, you, before you finish that. <laughs> well, I just would like to meet anyone who fits in that, because I'm just very curious about the old tip milk. Why? Think about it. It's disgusting. It's for babies. Leave it alone. It's not for you. <laughs> I'm a big baby. <laughs> Buy some of that cheese. They'll send you some. Send us some of that lovely tip milk do you know what, cheese. Though? That's what? just going to... How do they like keep the, the flavour the same? Because apparently mm. if you like a woman eats onions, then it tastes of onions. So you can, that's brilliant, isn't it? And you can have a hint of onion tip milk, hint of anything if you want. <laughs> Paprika tip milk, garlic tip milk. It'd be delicious. What about that? What mm. a way to live. All right, and you'll go all weird in Hollywood and it'll be one, you know, they'll talk That'd about it. That'd be one it. of my things. When they do yeah. the tours, you go, Russell Brown lives down there, of course, famous for uh, enjoying breast milk <laughs> from his boob slaves. <laughs> he keeps a colony of boob slaves there on his estate. <laughs> yeah, that already sounds like a lot of fun, Matthew. I like that suggestion very much. Morrissey is on the fourth floor now. Apparently, he's been sick on a banister. Here's a uh, here's this another letter. I'm a fan of your show. It says uh, doesn't say her name anywhere on it. What a mysterious woman. She's from Sweden. Ah, Angela Roselar. She says I'm a fan of your show in Sweden. I thought you might like to know what's going on in the news. Swedish ice cream trucks, a form of torture. Selling ice cream and candy with enticing melodies should be outlawed because it's connected to child obesity. The suggestion comes from Bo Sjöberg, a professor of the Sarkograska Academy in Gothenburg, who compares the repetition of ice cream trucks to uh, the, 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 the jingles of ice cream trucks with modern torture methods. Selling, entice, selling with enticing melodies results in poor health and serious problems for many people, writes the professor. Writes the professor. Right, well there you are. That's ridiculous. What, you don't think that that's true then, that ice cream melodies do? No, I think, uh, oh no, of course not. You don't find the melody enticing? What about as a child? Yeah, but that's, but yeah, of course it's, but it's not really enticing, it's just, oh right, there's an ice cream fan there. It's, it's like, yeah. it tells you it's there. It doesn't make you go, oh, ice cream. Ice Music cream, doesn't right? tell you to like Must ice cream. have ice cream. Must get fatter. <laughs> Tit milk ice cream, I'll take it! Yeah, you're right, but I suppose you wouldn't have an ice cream jingle that was a terrifying screeches of a raven, because it would be horrible, wouldn't it? Well, maybe. Like, say it was like the Carl Orff's music. <laughs> yeah, but in time, the kids would associate that with ice cream. They might. I'd like a flake, I'd like a flake, <laughs> and an oyster, please. Yeah, alright. Mm, in time, you'd come to. Do you think so, Matt? That after a while, even like if it was negative sounds of perhaps a child screaming, yeah. in the end, you'd go, mm, "Delicious ice cream." It's Pavlovian. Pavlovian. Pavlov proved it. Pavlov proved it with his dogs. He proved that you can make dogs do literally anything you like. I believe that was the <laughs> nature of those experiments. So uh, this is from Claudia Gerdes. She sent us a letter. Hello to all of you listening. A New Zealand woman who sent a naked man to the wrong house on the promise of a good time has been charged with misusing a telephone. Local media reported on Wednesday. The 17-year-old woman. That's not a woman, 17. That's a child. That makes so, me feel uh, old when they say an 18-year-old man. And I think, yeah. what? 
He's not a man, 18-year-old man. You get out of here, Sonny Jim, go and clean the windows. It's Bob a job week. Like, they're too little, aren't they, to be proper yeah. men? Especially over here, where the laws are all different, you've got to be so careful. Well, what One have you been trying to do? <clears throat> just trying to <laughs> bob a job. I might give them some <laughs> unusual jobs for their bobs. If you really want this, Bob, you've got to do the job. And he's, you're also called Bob. Hey, Bob, if you want your Bob, do your job. It's like, I'm Bob a job. Bob a job. Bob a job. I ain't doing a job for a Bob. If you How want much me to was a, job, a Bob? Five bloody P, innit? No. For a job. That's you a shilling. Mum? Same. A Bob. Five Bob, that is. Give yeah. you Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> I'm not doing that for a Bob. <laughs> Cutler Bob. He must, yeah, he must have a couple of Bob Mushner. You've seen his new Cortina. Cool <laughs> <laughs> um, a Bob. I'm not doing no jobs for a Bob. It costs a lot of money to get me to do a bloody job, even if that job's a nice job that I would have done for free. I still want more than a Bob. The 17-year-old woman sent the man an enticing text message offering him an early Christmas present in the shape of two friendly women and suggested to take his clothes off to save time. How long does it take, unless you're me? The 31-year-old man wasted no time in arriving at the house and took off his clothes and threw them through the window before entering. What? I like that move. <laughs> I'm here! Perhaps you might like some sandals! Well, well, an it's a very way. peculiar way to enter a building, isn't it? Yeah, clothes first. That's what do. <laughs> oh, here it is. Tr- no, these are just clothes. <laughs> then he comes through naked. Uh, hi! Remember those trousers? Well, here I am! <laughs> That's a ridiculous way to enter anything. The 31-year-old man, blah, blah, blah. The householder did not see the funny side. The police were called and the man was arrested for being unlawfully on a property. The woman who sent the tempting but deliberately wayward message was also tracked down and charged for misusing a phone. Thank you very much for that, Claudia from the Netherlands. Misusing a phone, that's, that's good that that's, that's a, a crime. strange law, isn't it? Misusing, what, misusing a, phone? a phone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very she difficult didn't to because she used it to make a phone call or a text or whatever. Yeah, that's not that's misusing like it. Completely, that's completely within the the remit of what a phone is for. If you use the phone to smash someone over the head, that's that's misuse of a phone. I think yeah. what she done was use the phone conventionally, if anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a terrible law. <clears throat> Matthew, yes. you're doing a lot of gym exercises, are you? No, I've completely given up on all that. No, why? Well, I, I mean, I'm still it. doing a bit of the old martial arts, but I hurt my shoulder and I can't be bothered to go to the gym. It's very hard Why to it? stay at it, isn't it? Yeah. Why? Well, well, you stop yeah. going for three days and then it becomes a That's week. That's it. And then, it becomes yeah. difficult. I've started going out with my yoga teacher, of course. That's caused complications. What do you mean going out with? I mean... I mean, really? downward dog, upward dog, don't mind if I do, dear. That's what I mean, you know. What, an offici- what you've got an official girlfriend? Oh, no, not a girlfriend, you know, I did just, I just meant sex, but I didn't <laughs> want to make it sound cheap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is she still okay. your yoga teacher, or is that just a, a yeah. sham now that you're dating her? A little bit of a sham, because like once you're there, doing all that bending over and sweating, you think, well, do you know what, I've got a better idea, and what's that? Watch the telly. <laughs> Not really. You did well to pull her because I've seen your yoga outfit and it's, it's hey, frankly well, ludicrous. Steady. I look. A lot of people think I look nice in my yoga in costume. In clothes and a bra. <laughs> <laughs> With your hair up in a bun. <laughs> Those clothes are very flattering on my hips, if you don't mind, Mr. Morgan. <laughs> well, listen to this. It's a news story. Muscle-touching ban overturned. A 46-year-old Liverpool man who was banned from feeling people's muscles has had the decision overturned. Akinwal Akabi, or Arak... Arabiki, yeah, Akawal Arabiki of Devonshire Road, Toxdiff. That's, too, that's a lot of information to say the exact bloody road he lives on. Was given the order last October, but judges at Liverpool Crown Court have since branded it draconian. Police applied for the order when Mr. Arabiki was let out 
of being jailed for six years in 2003 on 15 counts of harassment. The charges related to him asking young people if he could touch their muscles. I've heard about this. He's called he Purple Aki. Purple Aki? Yeah. Why purple? He always wears purple. I can't remember why. Yeah, maybe. Can you imagine another reason why he's called Purple Aki? Because I've just imagined it now. What? It's that he's an Oompa Loompa? No, because the tip of his tip of his private place. That's no. why it's called purple. It's peeping out over the top of his jogging bottoms. Well, that's not exactly rare, is it? That's the what normal colour. Why would they name him <laughs> after that? <laughs> well, because you don't normally see it in a uh, popping right, out of okay. tracksuit bombs. Hello, purple Aki's on his way. <laughs> Can I feel your muscles? <laughs> Do you want to feel mine, mate? Look at this. He also, look at this. The charges related to him asking young people if he could touch their muscles. He also requested to measure them and ask them to perform squats. <laughs> do, you <want> to do, <laughs> do you want to do some squats, mate? Was he a PE teacher? No, he's just a bloke. He Mr. Just did this in the street. <clears throat> He did it in the street, anywhere he could. Mr. Arabiki successfully appealed against the order with prosecution lawyers unable to prove his behaviour was sexually motivated or had caused serious psychological harm to his victims. That was sexually motivated. But if he only terms, asks it, if he goes, oh, show us your muscles. Let's measure them. Do you want me to measure your muscles? Do like, some yeah, squats. I think that's sexy, to tell you the truth. Oh, he is known as Purple Aki. It says it later on. Look, he was banned from St. Helens. Maybe he's, I'm I a victim of him. Mm, maybe thought that's about that. I've started. <laughs> so I stopped going to the gym. You've been driven out of that gym by him wanting to measure your muscles all day. Under the terms, Mr. Arabiki was not allowed to approach or do voluntary work with any young person under 18. He's banned from St. Helens Warranting or, Wis or Witness without permission of either the Chief Constable of Merseyside or the Chief Constable of Cheshire. That's annoying. Oh, he could also not loiter near educational establishments, gyms or sports clubs. Judge Bruce McMillan of Liverpool Crown Court said, No evidence has been put before us to prove that such draconian measures are necessary to protect the public from serious sexual harm. Ooh, sexual harm. I don't think I'd like some sexual harm. No way. Illegal technicality means a second order of a similar nature against Mr. Arabiki, who is known locally as Purple Aki, is still in force. However, it's expected to be lifted. Sharon Smith goes, we've got a young lad who works on this film, like he's sort of like a runner character, you know, driving us about on a little golf buggy, one of which I nearly fell off of once. That's bloody embarrassing, because they start off quite aggressively, a golf buggy. I don't know if you've ever been on one, have you? Um, have you been on... Yeah, I think I have, actually. I think I've been yeah. on one with you. We've been on a golf a hotel in Ireland. Yeah, we've been and on we a golf buggy. We were asked to get off it. Of course we weren't meant to be on that golf buggy. We don't even know how to do golf. Well, I was on a golf buggy and it started off aggressively. I nearly fell off the back of it. What are you looking at? Sharon Smith's loomed back in here. It was well funny. He went to a proper little girl mode. He was on the back of a golf cart, right? And it went to pull away about like three millimetres an hour. It was going very fast. It was going really slow. <laughs> but as it took off, he literally threw his arms around my neck and his legs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was so exaggerated. It was so funny. Pathetic. I was laughing about it for about an hour. Actually, I bet you've added know. stunts to your Hollywood CV. <laughs> I'm quite a good stuntman, like Too many majors. <laughs> Would you need anyone to nearly fall off the back of a golf cart? Because I'm prepared to do it if you like. And then uh, also, Sharon Smith's been s sexually harassing Travis, the runner on the show, forever feeling his muscles, measuring him up, you haven't you? You touch his muscles as well. You're like Purple Aki. I am out there. I touch his muscles so that Sharon can touch his <laughs> muscles. I don't do it for out of any pleasure. He's like a good lad, a good looking lad from New Jersey. He's sort of got dark hair, sort of dancing, twinkling eyes, big muscly sort of shoulders and chest. He's gorgeous. Sharon's forever sort of like touching him, trying to get him. To... Sharon reckons she can tell what his willies like just by looking at his face. And she thinks he's probably nice. She's said My... that to me before about people. But I yeah. believe her actually, because, you know. Yeah, I know, we've got similar abilities, haven't we? Yeah. So, <clears throat> <laughs> I wonder what his willies like, Matthew. Oh, has he got a hat, with or without, would you say? Oh, no, that's a purple Aki. I'd know him anywhere. So, um, so Sharon has been, yeah, I only touch his muscles to 
you know, so to open the gateway for you to touch his muscles, Sharon. Oh, you look like you're quite enjoying it, though. You've got nice muscles. What muscles? What, his biceps, you mean? Well, he's just really fit. He's got like, beautiful, beautiful colour skin. He's just got big, <laughs> big muscly arms. He's lovely. So when we get he drives us in the car and we always fight over each other, we sit next to him in the front. Russell. I want to sit in the front because you fall off. The back is dangerous <laughs> when it pulls away. I'm not there to touch his muscles. you're holding his arm like it's your wedding day with him. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me it'll always be like this, Travis. Promise me you'll to ditch Sharon. Go really fast and then stop and she'll fall off. <laughs> I've been there myself once. It's almost like you were doing it deliberately, Travis. But I know you'd never ruin our marriage vows. Till death do us part, Travis. You're going around on a golf buggy in Los Angeles. You must be laughing. The laughing stuff. He's <laughs> got like big massive trucks. <laughs> To the buggy mobile! And just on the film set, they it's almost like this whole culture is designed so you never take a single footstep. Like, you know, they don't, no one wants you walking anywhere. It's the way they are. It's a bit strange, weird. isn't it? And yeah, you've got Morrissey tramping up 15 flights of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> We're dragging him up them stairs on a golf cart. <laughs> He's just sat there. <laughs> He's bumping its way up the stairs. I think Morrissey may actually have arrived now because everyone has been evacuated from the studio. I think Sharon Smith's about to play to leave. Why don't we play a record to smooth the transition to what I think will become an interview with Morrissey. Do you want to play uh, that um, New York Dolls song that you wanted for him? Oh, yeah, all right, let's play it. Is, he definitely, is Morrissey here? Is he in the building, do we know? Well, no one's seen Morrissey. Well, no, why don't we play one of yours, Matt, and then we'll play that Morrissey one for him when he gets here. What, what are you going to play, mate? Uh, well, we've got I Want yeah. You Back by the Jackson 5. Do you know those well, two upbeats? You, you think me? it might annoy him? No, he'll no like it's that. purely it, random. You, it just came into the machine. Liar. It's because you want me back. It's because you miss me. You've seen me on the side of all those buses. It's got you going, hasn't well, it? Well, maybe a little. You, you can't go to the gym. You can't relax. You can't focus without old Russ. You'll be you back soon, him. won't you? You're coming back, yeah. Popping back to do Jonathan Ross next week. And then, uh, yeah, then I'll become... Yeah, that's it, though. So, why don't you, you get over here? You'll have a nice time. All right, well, let's... In, uh, I know that last song, that Ari Franklin song, that was for Sharon Smith. Uh, Sharon Smith, the adulteress. Now, what we'll play, do now is play a nice little song I want you back uh, this is Matt Morgan going out to you're dedicating this to me are you Matt yes completely every every single lyric every bar every lyric and I want all you the back little dance moves they did when I had everything. you to myself I didn't want you around you did want me around <laughs> <laughs> those little faces always made you stand out in the crowd and you do love my little faces someone picked me from the bunch one glance was all it took it took many glances now it's much too late for me to take a second look you can take as many looks as you like Matthew alright well this is the old Jackson 5 with their record I want have you seen that EastEnders trailer with Bianca doing this because I saw it on the internet yeah, when I was watching it's the awful, apprentice isn't it? what's that for is that right? She's meant what's to be singing. Is she in character singing that bad? She's in Or is she I trying her best, do you think? I can't tell. I wish we could get to the bottom of that. I we saw can. it on the internet. Can we? She's, can we ever know? She's a person. When I had you to myself. Yeah, we could talk to you. I do really like Patsy Palmer. I think she's brilliant. But uh, yeah, that's an that's offbeat, isn't it? That trailer. It's bad, isn't it? But, but maybe they've said, well, this is how she'd do it. Also, do you think they've decided that they're four children simply so they can say the Jackson 5? Do you, know, do you mean that's just to facilitate that trailer and that joke when they're know. going how many children should we give Bianca when she comes back to EastEnders right mm. um, it's a bit bonkers Matthew yeah. what were you getting sidetracked by I, do, I forgot money she was called Bianca Jackson and I, I hadn't got that oh so you were confused I all just, that time yeah. right right yeah so you called Bianca Jackson I have done some doodles yes what have you done this week doodles my little doodle well, bag I'll, I'll talk you through clockwise we've got a little uh, sort of miserable soldier man <laughs> um, well, that's interesting Turkish uh, lampshade thing. There's a Lovely. raft here. There's a tomato mm. with hellish hair and a cup on a string. 
and a finger with a ring going sort of through it and blood coming up. God, you miss me. I'm going now. You miss now. me bad. <laughs> I've never heard anything <laughs> like it. It's like a love letter. <clears throat> Morrissey might very well be in this building now, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we're going to engineer getting him in the bloody room, to tell you the truth. Perhaps someone will just usher him in. Perhaps the next face I see will be the face of Jen Ivory, Morrissey's long-time associate. Morrissey is now in the room. Morrissey, will you be comfortable in that chair, dear? I don't know. Morrissey, this is Peter. He's an Englishman. Hello, Peter. This is, of course, Morrissey. And then this is lovely Jen. Ah, oh, Jen, you have a copy of my bookie book there, I notice. Okay. Well, he wants me to sign it. Right, okay. Well, I'd like you to sign it. I'll do whatever you like, uh, Mr. I would never say want. I would say I would like you to sign it. Why would you not use want? It's a bit of an aggressive word. I'm not pushy. I'm not pushy. Come closer to the microphone, oh. if you don't mind, Morrissey. Far be it from me to uh, instruct you to do anything. Uh, you're listening to BBC Radio 2. This is Russell Brand. We are live. I'm in studio now in Los Angeles with Morrissey. I'm about to interview Morrissey. Uh, uh, Long-time listeners of the show will know that Morrissey is a very great hero of mine who I deeply adore. Don't wish to embarrass you or anything, Morrissey. I'm extremely embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. No, I won't be. We've cleared, we've cleared everyone out of the room. It's just people, because, like, you know, you met my mum last night, did you like I her? I met your mum last night and the week before. I mean, the last few times I've seen you, your mother has been with you. Yeah. Which is really nice. It doesn't make me seem unusual. Um, I think with or without your mother, you're reasonably unusual. Yes. It's difficult to paper over the cracks. But, but you, you, you boast about that, don't you? I've made it quite clear that I'm happy to be an unusual man. It cannot be hidden, I don't think. It's a difficult thing to mask, Morrissey. In a situation like that. Now, I've written some notes uh, to help me interview you so that the interview is. Why, why do you need notes? Well, because in case, you know, like where I'm enamoured of you, I might perhaps, mm. uh, I might get sidetracked. Not in a, in a saucy way, but I might get flustered or something. I don't think so. Nor do I. I'm quite composed, sort of a gentleman. Now, <laughs> now these notes you're, you're, you can see I've written down on the toilet seat covers that you sometimes are administered yes. in, in a public lavatory. Yes. I thought. I thought you might think that was rather charming. Very fetching. <laughs> very you. <laughs> yes, I've done that. Now, I've got several things to interview you about. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, for, right, Eldon, I suppose I'll just get the things that are about me out of the way, just to get things settled. Well, you usually do. Yes. What do you think of me doing stand-up? Did you like it? Well, um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it, but there's two things I must tell you about yourself. Go on. Um, from the back of the auditorium where I was yesterday... Yes. You look as if you're permanently on horseback. What do you mean, bow-legged? No. <laughs> you just look as if you're on horseback. When you cannot see your legs, <laughs> it looks as if you're, you're riding a horse. Well, does that... The second thing is you look very, you look very regency. Regency, you say? Yes. So, hold on, both of those, uh, those observations sound to me like I look rather elegant. Very elegant, yes, yes. yes. That was the third point that I wasn't going to mention. The, the elegance. Yes. A regency gentleman, <laughs> perpetually on the back of an horse, looking all elegant. What a show. But um, <laughs> you've had an incredible few weeks in this town. It's been all right, hasn't it? And you've, uh, you've exploded. Yeah, yes. goes well. Oh, good on, uh, not in that way. My, my friend Matt Morgan is also on, on the wireless with us. You will only be able to hear him if you put on headphones, Morrissey, which I frankly wouldn't recommend doing. He won't make any worthwhile contributions. Well, then I, won't, I won't do that then. But does this mean for you it's, it's, it's goodbye to Sidcup? Yeah. Why do you think I sounded like I was? I, I phoned up Morrissey the other day and spoke to him. He'd just awoken at the young, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning, which makes you sound a bit lazy. Yes. And you said that I sound like I'm from Sidcup on the yeah. phone. Yes, exactly. Why? I mean, it, can it be denied? <laughs> I think See? I'm, Peter, you're See? just going along with Morrissey because of his charisma. <laughs> <laughs>
if I may ask a question, I mean, now, that, now that you're exploding in this country, I mean, mm. Jay Leno was fantastic. Thank you. I mean, be proud. Walk, walk tall. I shall. Um, Jay Leno was fantastic. And uh, does this mean goodbye to Sid Cup? Goodbye to England? You're going to get a house with your mother here? Is that correct? <laughs> Mummy and I have always hoped to settle down together. I'll be clutching to her apron strings, perhaps only to undo them, though. That's her burden, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be bearing that burden lifelong. I've never truly left the womb, to no, be honest no, with you, Morrissey. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, last week we played, um, we played Showdown by New York Dolls. Yeah. Uh, for you, but you can't work listen again facility. Well, I'm a bit computer illiterate. I couldn't quite get it. Mm. I tried. What's the interesting, I find, right, is that for me, I've compartmentalised. There's you who I grew up with through uh, the music of the Smiths and mm. your later solo work. Mm. Then there's you, a person that I email, uh, who is a, an acerbic man, sometimes quite rude. Then there's you, who I meet up with, who uh, you have the, the demeanour of a member of a, a European royal family. Mm. Like yesterday after the show, when you came backstage to see us, so of like that's why I couldn't shake that woman's hand, even though I've been doing stand-up about social <laughs> awkwardness. Because like, like Morrissey introduced me to his friend Sarah, and like, and he went, Russell, oh, this is Sarah, like that, and I just went, all right, just stood there, and then and he went, this is Sarah, and had to push me towards her from my spine and lifted out my arm to shake hands like I was a flesh puppet. Well, sometimes you know, there's certain situations where I think you do need a slight uh, push. I often needed a bit of a shove yes. in the right direction. Well, I think you get that. Now, on the off chance that there's actual uh, genuine fans of you listening to this show thinking oh he's not doing a proper interview <clears throat> now here is what you might be described as a proper interview coming up right now this is the Russell Brand show you're listening to Radio 2 here's a proper interview with Morrissey Morrissey what it's why what's Brighton why are you so obsessed with Brighton Rock and how come it's in like uh, now my highest for what's the connection I don't get it I don't understand why you've got the names of the people well, out of the film Brighton Rock Russell, Grand Green novel. I explained this to you last night in the pub you didn't you, you I went, did oh, and I, ex I explained to your mother as well you did it with a hand gesture and and then when I, when well, I that is explanation enough, really. You went, I go, so why is it? Why are the names of P Pinky Cupid? Why are that? Why are those names in Now My Heart's? We went, oh, it's gang mentality. But now, I mentioned the people in the film, and you didn't know anything about them. Yeah, then I mentioned the railway children, <laughs> and, and your eyes just lit up with de desire and <laughs> Jenny Agatha and blah 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 blah. So I think with Brighton Rock, you should leave it alone. It, I, well, all right, I'm going to yes. surprise you, Morrissey. I happen to know that the character of Pinky, played by Richard Attenborough in the film Brighton Rock, was based on a real gangster around Clerkenwell, some 17-year-old Italian lad. Did you know about that? No. There you are, then, so aren't but I But how do we know that's true, though? Because uh, my mate John Rogers told me, and he's... Oh, well, he's, there you go. Then. He's I mean, never given me a bum steer. Jennifer, can we can we argue with uh, Mr Rogers? I should... No, I know I really can. You oh, can't okay. query his word. Oh, oh, John Rogers resigned... John Rogers. He, he designed from his job at the National Film Theatre. He Theater. designed from his job? Resigned. Perhaps that was my nerves. He resigned from his job at the National Film Theatre, where mm. he was an usher, and mm. uh, in his resignation email, he wrote as the subject heading, frankly, Mr Shankly. Isn't that oh, charming? Oh, that's... Uh, I, I might burst out crying. Yeah? Could do, make do you mind? Oh, go on, have a little weep, why don't you? That'll be nice. <clears throat> Continuing with our actual interview, what are your favourite Smiths and Morrissey songs? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say in an interview, Matthew. I've heard an interview before. It's terrible. Well, um, you, you, it's giggle, good. you giggle, but you're actually interested in the reply, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yes. actually. I, I like most of them. Mm. There's only about um, five or six that I really don't like. What, like Oscillate Wildly? What? No, I love that. I love that. What don't you like? Uh, I'd rather not say. I mean, why dwell upon this? Snags. 
Yeah. Let's not dwell on the snags. <laughs> There's so much positive stuff to be old. What's the point in hanging around on a snag? I, I, I spend too much of my time on snags. Well, I, I saw you last night. <laughs> yeah. Fading into the distance, and I thought, <clears throat> there must be a snag around. <laughs> when that snag came over and kissed me and gave me her phone number, you were appalled, weren't you? I was absolutely appalled. Why yes. was that? Because I thought, um, not because you were being antisocial, and here we were around this lovely table having <laughs> wonderful conversation, but your eyes were everywhere but. Yeah. It's funny, isn't uh, it? No. It's funny that I'm there with Morrissey <laughs> and I'm just thinking, come, I've got a poor bird. I'm bored. Well, I thought we were going to have some fantastic debates well, about we... love, life and beyond. Well, we were going to. But... there you are just looking for anything, you know, <laughs> anything that was remotely alive. <laughs> anything that was flapping about on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then you disappeared and I thought, well... <laughs> Hold on. The, young, the younger generation. You're difficult to talk to because, like, you say, like, like I asked you Thank that you. question about Brian Rock, someone's bought Morrissey a beer. Like, we went right. I was asking you about Brian Rock, and you go, Oh, did you know of the sitcom Man About the House with Richard O'Sullivan? Like, oh, yeah, vaguely. I'm not really old enough to remember. Oh, and then you seem furious, like, if someone doesn't remember Man About the House, and then ask about obscure actresses, and then tell my mum some cock and bull story about a club called the Ilford Island on the middle of a roundabout <laughs> that she do not seem to have heard of. Even though she's from yeah, there. She was born in Ilford. I know she's born in Ilford. And she doesn't know Ilford Island. I don't think there is an which, Ilford Island. Which is the most famous building in Ilford. Well, Jen looks confused. Peter, have you heard of the Ilford Island? No. Right, no one's heard of it. You're lying. Why are you doing it? What's well, wrong? Uh, it's, it isn't a lie. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have played there. I have stood on the stage and I have sang. I think you'd probably. Key. Do you look out of the window on the way there? Because perhaps people just go, oh, you're in Ilford now, Morrissey. No. You might very well be in your I'm own garden. I'm very, very, very shocked. Russell, <laughs> I really, really am. Okay. I mean, this wouldn't happen with Joe Brand. No, it wouldn't. No. Uh, Joe Brand, who I informed you, there's someone uh, um, the, in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous who still thinks Joe Brand is my mum, and I simply cannot tell them that Joe mm. Brand is. Oh, how's your mother, Joe? Is she all right? Yeah, she's doing really well. Yes, yeah, it's brilliant. Because I just, I can't, it's gone too far now for me to ever go, you know, look, Joe Brand ain't my mum. You know, I've just got to, I've just got to live with it. it. Accept, Accept it. it. Come yeah, on, tell, answer that <laughs> question about it. Like, you know, do your own Desert Island Discs, favourite Smiths and Morrissey songs. Oh, I thought I'd answer that question. I like Did most it? of them. Most of and them. There's, 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 that's not very the, good for a fan. There's, there's a great deal of them. I mean, yeah. Which, you don't want me to list them all. No, I? just list the couple ones like that come to mind. Like sort of like <laughs> here's one. When I was heroin addict, one that I used to like to see. Uh, you know, he asks a question. <laughs> I don't get the chance to reply. <laughs> And it's back to his, it's back to my uh, story, Worry. <laughs> because when I used to listen to quite a lot of your music, I particularly uh, used to listen to Please Let Me Get my, get What I Want. I used to like to listen to that and pretend it was about my feelings. Could you repeat that, please? Oh, don't make me say the titles correctly. I'm not, I was on heroin. Just thank God this isn't live radio. It is. <laughs> this is all going out there to the nation. That was my joke. I know, very good. I liked it. Oh, um, even though I'm the professional comedian in the room, there's little but doubt. The thing is, the thing is, you are a comedian, aren't you? Mm, that's my job. But on your passport, it says comedian. Comedian. I have misspelled it though. Misspelled it. Yeah, yeah. misspelled. What? <laughs> bloody hell! You're the bloody <laughs> grammatical Nazi. Well, you said I was European royalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it is. People seem like around you. That's why I was struggling to take so that woman's hand. So on your passport, you do have comedian. Comedian. Yeah. 
Comedienne. Yeah, it says Comedienne. Yes. <clears throat> I was a bit younger when I had to write it, I wasn't focused properly. Oh. So it's a bit difficult. So what's it really like to be a comedian? Uh, it's nerve-wracking, puts you under a lot of pressure to be mm. funny all the time, and just looking constantly to, for self-esteem externally. Mm. You know, if people went laughing, you think, oh, God, what's the point? What you feel as if you've disappeared or you've yeah. diminished and so forth. That's terrible. It's definitely difficult. But I didn't think you were like that. I think that is very old school, that is very 60s, and I didn't think you were like that. What, Frankie had Peter Cook style. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm very I, I have to mind. crack a joke, otherwise people think I'm chronically depressed. But you're not like that. I, I am. I'm ever so interesting and melancholy. Oh, oh, oh bloody hell! Do you yeah. ever curl up on the divan and yeah. sit by a blaring gas fire and say, <laughs> "Why am I alive?" <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, I'm there on the old divan. <laughs> well, let, let's get back to Brighton right there. <laughs> I've, try, I've tried quizzing you about that and you're, you're not forthcoming. So well, I told you in the pub last night, Russell, that I was very slippery. You are a slippery character. It, it never fails. <laughs> it's already worked three times in this interview. Yeah, you're evasive. Why are you so bleeding evasive for? It's a gift. I read these interviews that you've been doing throughout your life, a book of compilations. Right little show-off you were when the Smiths first came oh, out. Oh, and you're not. <laughs> you're not standing there like, you know, Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> I'm dressed in one of my schmocks, you might like to know, Matthew. I look like a, a sort of a thin, expectant mother. Oh, <laughs> I look dear. delightful. Now, moving on to another question. Uh, but none of them have been answered. I know! <laughs> so why bother? <laughs> why are you so into boxers for? What's the thing with boxers and all that? I think we should just talk about Sidcup and uh, Ilford Island. Look at that! Evasive. Stick with what you know. <laughs> Stick with what you know. I've never been to Sidcup and, you, and there isn't an Ilford Island. You've had a powerful few weeks in this country. Yeah. You're going to take it over. I mean, that's inevitable. Thankfully, you know, we all thank the Lord. But uh, <laughs> treat the imposters, fame and the other with the same yeah. blah 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 etc yeah treat those two mm. imposters yeah what well, that rudyard yes. kipling thing he if, said that yeah if xyz yeah. bob's your uncle mm. that, that poem yeah no it's a cracker well how come you're so well read uh i'm not actually that well read i've got a very good mind for retaining the significant facts from yes you have so you say have. like the champ i know what's the important thing to know about the mm. champ i know what's important about post-structuralism but i've never read any but in order to retain all this you have to have a very ordered mind yeah but do you have an ordered mind, or can you just retain and they just everything just flops out when you do your stand-up? It just flops out. I don't like to think of it flopping out listlessly. <laughs> then it darts out. It darts out like a jet of beautiful sperm, a ribbon of it flying out of me. How about that image? R Russell, I've got to shock you. <laughs> but some people, mm. some of our minds, they don't always work that way. Really? They don't go in that direction. No? No. Why, how's yours working? Well, in other directions. What is it, like a load of old clock parts? Yes. Bits of old straw? Yes, just ticking nicely, softly, soothingly. Mm. And uh, that's why you've asked me here today. Yeah, it's lovely to have you Jennifer, here. am I wrong? Yeah. Don't involve Jennifer in the interview. She's, she's there all relaxed and nice, lovely woman. <laughs> do you, well, how do you feel about me, Walliams and Jonathan Ross? I had to go on stage at your bloody gig because of your sore throat and were bottled off the stage. Does that give you any great pleasure? Well, you're angry because what? Well, I felt hurt. But you bounded on. <laughs> you bounded on like a, somebody from, you know, Regency days on horseback. You bounded on. I was like a Regency cavalier yes. when I bounded onto that stage. Yes. You're quite right. I think I took it as a punishment from God for being vain. 
that that, uh, that happened. Yeah, but you made a critical mistake. What was it? You assume that all audiences are the same. Mm. And, you know, you can master one audience, you can master the other, the rest, anybody's, anybody's, but you can't really. No, I can't. And um, There's <clears> only one audience I can master. One well, that's come particularly to see me, it seems. Uh, but my dear friends in the seats are often very aggressive. <laughs> Aren't they? Yes. Doing that, what do you think about that Morrissey chart? Morrissey, 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 do you it's, like that? It's existed for 20 odd years. Has it? Yeah. It's not going away then? No. Do you like it? Yes, yes. Yeah, what, why? Because that's still because that skinhead's in nail varnish well, thing. Well, not really. No, it's just nice. I mean, people chant your name, you like it. I do like yes, it. Yes, you, 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 you like that kind of thing. You're when they're chanting my name, they're normally on the precipice of orgasm, not standing in a crowd. There's at well, most three or four of them. Well, so you tell us. <laughs> Stop it! I'm not impotent, I'm a fierce lover. <laughs> right, hold on, I've got some more questions for Morrissey. Oh, yeah, no, go on, you slipped out of that one and all. What about me, poor Jonathan Roth? Because, like, we all banded out, it's really funny. William's got on the finger with a bottle top. Did he, he really? He went down like if Lee Harvey Oswald had had a pop at him. Well, uh, something must have something must have uh, made you jump up there. I what, think... Was it love? Was it the, the, right. the endless okay. quest for fame, or was it just self-absorption? But all those options are bad. <laughs> I didn't give you any good options. <laughs> But you nodded to each one. I did. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, fine. Yeah, self-absorption. Yeah. Well, no, there was a little bit was love. I was thinking, oh, oh Morris. I see. The little bit was love. Yeah. Hold on. I'm being honest. I'm really honest. Not like you. You slippery, evasive character. Right. I'm your guest. Yes. I know. Welcome. Welcome. Have more beer. Uh, all right. So what I've done? The, I sh the chair could have been softer. I'm sorry about that. We'll get you a cushion. You look like you're in lovely nick. I've seen the photograph in the in the latest album. I thought you'd better tolerate any amount of fabric. Now come on. So what I thought. Was was, like, oh, Morrissey's got a sore throat, but we'll do something to it. Walliams goes, mm. Russell, you should go up there and do stand-up. I goes, I ain't going up there on my own. I'll go, like, but I'll go if you go. Then we asked Jen, who was sat behind, I go, Jen, should we go, should we go on the stage, do the announcement? Jen's eyes lit up as she realised she'd found a couple of mugs to take a bullet. <laughs> 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 and then, like, uh, and then, we're, like, sort of, he goes to Jonathan, he sat down, oh, yeah, Jonathan, we're going up on this stage. Do you want to come? Goes, oh, yeah, all right, all right. So then we sort of, like, all got together. And as we was walking down the corridor, we were planning it like it was going to be the rap pack. We go, uh, David goes, okay, I'll open something, then you do, then you do your bit, Russell, then Jonathan will close. We know that when it gets to Jonathan that we're going to close it. Then we got onto the stage. Even what hurt me most, I think, Morrissey, was mm -hmm. that even before we made the announcement that you weren't coming back on stage because you had a sore throat, the bottles had begun to descend. <laughs> yes. Just by the, that, it wasn't like, because I could then go, oh, this is just because we're the bearers of bad tidings, but it yes. wasn't that. It was yes. our existence was yes. the problem. But you're laughing now. Mm, so something it about it must have amused you or uh, flattered you. I was, no, it, I was not flattered. I was deeply, deeply hurt. Well, I, I said amused it. or flattered. Amused. Yes. I'll go for amused. And what it was that amused me is that my hubris was punished in that fashion. That's, mm. what, that's what was amusing about it. Cause, mm. you know, and you've got to smile about things, and not What's the other option? Well, if you can. But the point is that mm. every audience is not the same. No, I know that now. And just because you're a whiz on Opportunity Knocks and things like that, <laughs> um, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can conquer... Uh... <laughs> Conquer, uh... <laughs> no, your crowd, certainly not. It's really funny, right, because like, we came off all bruised and shaken and that, and <laughs> David Williams nursing his finger from the bottle top, and then them lot went off home, right, and I thought, mm. I'm not going, I'm like, they go, oh, we'll go back to David's, and I didn't want to be around them, like, because they'd been a terrible event. What happened to the questions about me? Oi, because <laughs> you don't answer them, it's pointless. 
I might as well talk, right? And then, like, uh, so they, them lot, went, they went off, and then I got a text from David Baddiel, who's al- already there. He said, be careful when you leave, because Jonathan and David Williams were attacked outside the gig. That's like, correct. even outside of the context of, like, they, they weren't even giving bad information anymore. They were just mm. two men going home. Oh, it's them people still! Mm. They were yeah. furious. It's a jungle. It's a jungle. Sometimes yes. I wonder how I keep from going under. Well, as you said last night, <laughs> very, very well. <laughs> funny, isn't it? So, uh, on stage last night, you mm. were very, very, very funny. Yeah? Mm. Thank you. And I don't really find many people funny. Go on, who do you think's funny? Well, Alan Carr is very funny. Yeah, he's lovely. He's very good, yes. Alan Carr. Very funny. Yeah. And I think Joe Brand is very funny. You really like Joe you, Brand? You're always you're, on about her. Your mother. Mm. Um, That's right. Yes, and, she's uh, very well. Yes, and I find other people funny too, but not too many. Right. Not too many. Yeah. And many people who think they're funny, I don't think they're very funny. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's not a good quality, going around thinking you're funny. <laughs> not really. No, it's no way to live your life. Morrissey, can I be in your video? <clears throat> no. You said I could. I was supposed to be in your video, we were ready to come, then we couldn't come at the last minute. No, you said there was going to be no confrontational questions. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, sorry, I've You said it was going to be really, really nice. It has been nice. Just sat there having your beer, not mm. answering any questions, basically mm. doing whatever you wish. Well, this is how I live my life. I know, I've yes. seen it. I've never seen such insouciance. <laughs> insouciance? <laughs> so, yeah. so you're going to do the stand- your stand-up again tonight? Yeah, doing it tonight. And my, my dear friend Chrissy is going to be in the audience, okay. whom you know. Oh, 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 Chrissy Hines coming. Yes. Oh, she was great when she came on this show, wasn't <laughs> she? She came, she came on this show. It's a bloody car crash. We thought we were doing. We did karaoke with her. We perhaps was stupid. We did brass in pocket or something. I can't remember what it was. It was a bloody. Oh, it was a, no, we did um, Islands in the Stream. Not easy to do Islands in the Stream as a duet with a professional singer of the quality of Chrissy Hines. Yes. Uh, I was. I I fared badly, and like. Uh, and then, like, I ended up, because I created an embarrassing dynamic, right, and I, I went out of her daughter for a little while, right, and, you know, by... What happened to the questions about me? Look, you keep evading them! Right, so what I've done... I think there's a certain degree of self-obsession. <laughs> really is. Have you noticed, dear? Yes, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. I noticed last night in the audience, <laughs> last night in the pub, last week in the audience. What else am I going to get obsessed with? A garage, NASA, there's nothing else to get obsessed with except the self. Everything comes through the prism of the self anyway. Well, I see myself as a metaphor for where, the universe. Where's your mother today? She's out there because we cleared everyone out of the studio in case oh. you were bothered by them. Can we get, can we get her back in because she's going to ask you a question? Can we get my mum in? Oh, yes, please. Mum, come in here and do your question. She's listening in the next room, huddled like a refugee. But the question is obviously about you, really. Well, I bloody hope so. <laughs> we drilled her well enough before. Make sure this question relates to me. Does she not find your stand-up disgustingly <laughs> vulgar? <laughs> you can ask her that question in a minute. Where's my mum? <laughs> mum! He's so Sidcup. <laughs> I'm not Sidcup. Unbelievable. Where's my mother? They're listening on the internet. They're They're listen- two minutes I was too late today. Can you pop around and get her then? <laughs> I'm not going to prepare to wait two minutes. I'm not that sort of a gentleman. Oh, there she is. Thank heaven. Oh, look at my little mum all nervous, ringing around. Hello. Oh, look, my mum and Morrissey just having a little cuddle. Oh, sorry, right. I didn't rise. <laughs> she, you can't rise in this situation, Morrissey. See, she's my mother. Now, Mum, you ask, ask, Morrissey, ask Morrissey a question. You might think this is a bit boring. Don't think it's... Don't put your question that's down. That's a terrible way to begin a question. Yeah. It's terrible. Scratch that. But, all right, take that out. Um, I know that <laughs> it's you're, a cat, you're a cat lover as well, aren't you? Yes. I yes. just wondered what's happening to your cat at the moment and the history <laughs> of your cat. Oh, my <laughs> mum's cat question there. Do, do, do you really care? Yes, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm being nice. Fifteen, I love cats. You have a cat. Yes. Fifteen years old. Yes, I love my cat. Mm. <laughs> What's its name? Jimmy. 
oh. after James Dean, because oh. Russell and I picked him from uh, Animal Rescue. Wow. There you are. And was he damaged? No, because... He is now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you evading my mum's question? My mum's asking you a question yeah. about cats and you're evading it. Tell her about your this bloody cats. This is how I live, Russell. Why are you so evasive? This is, uh, this is how I live. Crikey. Um, yes, I absolutely love cats. I see a cat on the street and I'm mesmerised. And Chrissy. Hmm. who you're going to meet later tonight, who you met before, she is also obsessed with cats. She sees a cat there and she just goes towards the cat. And uh, Must be a bit alarming for the cat, having Chrissy Iron looming at her. Often. Well, with cats, as you'll know, you can't go towards them. They have to come to you. Mm. Which is um It's a bit like you as a matter of fact. There's no point going towards Morrissey. <laughs> oh you're, you're still here, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's just two people, two nitwits chattering about cats. <laughs> people are listening to this in, in their dozens back in Blighty. Well, you know, at the beginning of this show the the sixteen listeners who are glued <laughs> to the radio <laughs> will have increased now to forty two people. <laughs> they could be. Mostly in Sidcom and uh, I imagine the ones that were glued would have left if it weren't for the adhesive qualities of that substance. Do you think your son is actually um, constitutionally insane? Um? He has moments of normality <laughs> about once a month. Mm, yes. <laughs> but you, 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 you were there last night and last week at the stand-up and he was saying all this very expressive, very beyond the knuckle stuff. I mean, do you ever feel, oh dear God, where's the exit? <laughs> um, no, I sort of disassociate the rude things from Russell. But it's all rude. There's, it, there's nothing... it wasn't last night, was No, there it? was a few things that weren't yeah. rude. Yeah, we mentioned the bits I didn't like last night. Oh, yes. I yes. say spiritual things, don't I? I'm quite a spiritual man, like yeah. a guru or something, like a sort of a spiritual leader in waiting. So. Well, is there anything that you're not? Because um, you seem to claim that you're everything. How, is, is, well, is, do I I, I'm saying this nicely as a, you know, yes. a, a friendly neighbour. Is, <laughs> is there anything that you're not? Yeah, I'm not very good at football. Well, yes. Or dancing. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, but you're obsessed with uh, West Ham. Yes, I love West Ham United very much. That must be torture. You're obsessed with West Ham. Yeah. You couldn't kick a ball to save your life. <laughs> not, not even through a big hoop in your dressing room. <laughs> um, that must be terrible. Yeah, it's very difficult. And Tony Cotty, the former West Ham striker... Yes, we know. ...keeps inviting me to take part in celebrity football matches. And I'm thinking, oh, like, at Upton Park. Mm. But it would be the realisation of a dream and a nightmare simultaneously. Yes, it would. It would, it would just be sympathetic, wouldn't it? think of the other people on the team might be like Danny Dyer and Ray Winston. Russell, for Christ's sake! And I think, oh God, I can't be expected to tolerate that. Not with my feet. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't have known who Ray Winston was. Well, there we are. That was a... But it must be terrible because it must be... I know certain people who are obsessed with music and mm. they buy everything, but they cannot sing. And they listen to music all day and they listen along to it mm. and they can't sing. Yeah, it must and be awful. It must be Horrible. Yeah, it can't be. It must be fun. like having your legs permanently in chains, and uh, yeah. there you are, midfield, and there's <laughs> nothing you can do. Yeah, just stranded in the midfield. Yes. There's no way to live your life, is it? Morrissey, would you like to hear some of my singing that I've done on the record for the film soundtrack? Absolutely not. Oh, come on, what? <laughs> no, 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 Why? no, no, no. Well, it's really good, Mum, isn't it good? He has got a nice singing voice. Doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> guest host. Yeah, right, that's okay. true. Guest host. Yes. Yeah, I won't put yes. that on. Would you like to hear There's Gonna Be a Showdown by the New York Dolls, even though we played it last week, especially for you? you, you but you don't have it. Yeah, we got it. We got it last week. We've got. 
If we play it, oh, right, we've got right. It's going to be the news now. Out of the news, we will play. There's <laughs> going to be a showdown. We dedicate that to you, former uh, head chairman really of the club. We played it last week, Morrissey. Well, then why spit across the table? <laughs> 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 I do apologise. That's an accident. Right, we've got to go to the news now. So, so not every the world can't stop for you. You realise people still need news, Morrissey. You're listening to Music Radio Two. We'll have uh, Seth Rogan coming up in the next hour. More from Morrissey if he feels like it. Who can tell? And uh, well, but for now, let's have a little bit of the news. Oh, Russell, you've got. You've got about a minute to the news. About a minute till the news? Yeah. Oh, right, that's fair enough then. So, can I ask you a question? Yeah, please, be my Why guest. Why did you not tell the joke last night about the Billary Clinton, Barack, um... Just forgot. McCain. Thing. Yeah, I do jokes yeah. about, like, how democracy is an illusion and you've not got any choice because it's already predetermined. I didn't do that joke because I just forgot. Uh, but, well, but that was a very good joke. It's a good joke, I'll do yeah. it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it tonight. I'll make sure but that... when I'll... somebody com becomes the president of the US, they age very quickly. So could you imagine if John McCain yeah. becomes the president? What's going to happen? He won't last ten minutes, will but he? But they do age very quickly. Yeah. Have you noticed? Yeah. Well, our prime minister did, didn't he? Mum and Morrissey. And he should have. He should have aged very quickly with all that was on his mind. Yeah. That's a little pressure, isn't it? It's like it's nice. This. Do you want? Do you want more tea, Morrissey? Can I get anyone anything? Anyone want a bun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russell, can yes. I ask, do you want me to go now? No, because uh, you, you have another guest. I mean, you? yeah, there are other guests, but I'm like, you know, what can I do? If you want to do it like, I can't, I'm not in a position. What do I want, do like? Do, do you want? <laughs> I mean, beyond ridiculing me on my radio, there's a journalist in the next room from USA Today. They're doing a big piece on me saying I'm going to be a great big star. Now, mm. she's come in this to this radio show in good faith. Yeah. Last thing she needs to hear is me being all sycophantic to you. But, uh, but she's listening to what you're saying now. She's listening to yeah. every word. Yeah, quite postmodern of me to do that, right? Yes. Just see, I know what I'm doing. Well, everything you do is. Yes, I'm quite, quite aware. We've got some emails here for Morrissey. Uh, this one is from Adam. Can you apologise to Morrissey for me? I ignored all social protocol last night and just walked up to him and shook his hand. I apologise for that. That's from Adam Morrissey. Well, it's not accepted. It's not accepted, Adam. He is angry towards you. This is from Dan. Could you please ask Morrissey why he thinks he has a reputation in the media for being miserable when we can hear on your show that he is clearly rather charming? Thanks very much. Much love to you and Morrissey, etc, etc. Young Dan. Why do you think that is? Well, thank you, Jennifer, for sending that message through. <laughs> it's a genuine email. I don't know. I, I think uh, when people say um, what they say, the miserable word, yeah, it's, it bores me stiff. I, I don't really understand it, to be honest. No, no, do I think a lot of your records are very funny. You seem like a very upbeat man. You seem right game for a well, laugh. I wouldn't say upbeat. No, no, perhaps that's, yeah, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> Here's an email from Helen. Hello, Russell. The island in Ilford was a great club stroke venue, but closed down about ten years ago. Apparently, so, after a disastrous gig by a solo chanteuse. Oh, <laughs> what a cheap shot. <laughs> you see, if you had told me this at the pub last night, Russell, really? that, that you were going to take cheap shots. That's not a cheap but shot. But how come Helen knows that and you don't? But what, what I'm not supposed to know about Ilford. I got out of but Essex from, from the charts. You're from Essex, innit? Yes. <laughs> but the minute I was 16, whoosh, I was off. Yeah, but 16 years is a long time, Chigwell, Loughton... <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten it all, the whole thing, it's all but a distant memory now, Morrissey. Now perhaps, what, can you put on your headphones, because we can't include Matt Morgan, who's in London, who's a very fine broadcast... You know well, this I show's see, been so nominated I'm, for a Sony Award? I'm not enough. Um, <laughs> you are enough! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you sensitive maniac! <laughs> oh. Now that's Matthew, say hello to, say hello to Morrissey. Hello Morrissey. Matt. Well done Matt, that's Matt, he's from Dartford, as a matter of fact, he's just across the river from, from me. Not far from Sidcup. What, from, from Dartford? Yes. Yes. What, born in Dartford? I was born and bred in Dartford, yes. Wow. His I also got out at about, well, 19. 
Yeah. Wow. We fled, you see. It's a, it's a varied world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Varied. <laughs> very. It is very, very, very. Right, why don't we do our item, Jingle Race War, with... You don't, like, don't you like having that on? Is that upsetting you? Morrissey don't like wearing them. Just put it on one ear, you're a singer. It's don't so you know loud. We can turn it down a bit. I mean, right. you, your voice is really loud, Russell. Uh, yeah, I'm so, I know, I do that to, so people feel intimidated. Oh, you know when you do your stand-up tonight? Yes. Are you going to say the same things as yesterday? No, I am, you know me, I'm spontaneous and I improvise and I bring lots of new things to the table. Why, are you mm. going to pop along with Chrissy Eind? Do you mind? No, not at all, it'd be lovely. Why don't we fill the entire audience with musical icons so I can't relax? Perhaps you could get Louis Armstrong <laughs> to turn up. <laughs> right, let's do the jingle race war now. Uh, this is where we can't have jingle competitions well, because... Was that actually a joke that he just what? told? What then? About Louis Armstrong. Yeah, it was, was that joke. Was that the punchline? I won't use it tonight. If it, I can see it's not gone down well. Now, on this, sh the BBC are not allowed to do competitions because we can't be trusted. But we are allowed to do jingle race wars. Here are jingles that people send to the show, and the good ones we include and become part of the show. In fact, this jingle now that's announced. Can you please wear the headphones, Morrissey? Because otherwise, you can't help with this item. You can put it over just one ear. It's not going to ruin your hair. Which I only looks have lovely. one ear. I just turned them down. Oh, he's, very he's, good. He's turned them down. <laughs> you can't be that delicate. Oh, that loud noise yes. is going to upset you. I can manage that. <laughs> they are. That's that. bearable, isn't it? And, and if you want, I'll talk more quietly. Do, do you mind? Not in the least. If it's going to make you it, is it a more compliant. Is it a struggle? It is a struggle, yeah. Because people like my high-octane energy. That's what people get swept up in. The bacchanalian revelry of it all. So listen then. Let's do this. Now, can we hit Matthew? Yes. Matt? Can we hear the jingle for the jingle race war itself? Okay, Let's hear that. Let's have a little look. Look at him, see, he's in charge of all the technical things. He's Mark, me and him a co-ort. Here, we've been nominated for an award, Morrissey. Sony Music Award. Well, no, not music. Entertainment show. Good, yeah, but, but uh, do awards mean anything? Mm, only if you win them. Then, really? Well, yes. it's nice to get an award, isn't it? I never get them. Well, you have, because I know you've won Sexy Vegetarian, a title that I currently hold <laughs> in your stead. <laughs> Quite well, that, that's only because I stepped down. Well, you may say that, Morrissey, but when it comes to sexy vegetarians, there can be only one winner. <laughs> so, right, let's, have you got the jingle for the Jingle Race War? There isn't actually a jingle for the Jingle Race Didn't War. Didn't someone make one? Yeah. War. What is it good for? Establishing good jingles. Remember? You've that just one. done the jingle. Let's get on with the item. Come on, there is one. You tried to lie to me. We'll dig it out. Hang on. It's oh, not here, Christ. though. Not there. Badly produced radio show. Oh, there's going to have to be some changes. So, right. so you can't really sing, can you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good at singing. Don't make me do a live song like I had to with Chrissy Irons. That was bloody awful. But I can. Oh, I beg you, please. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Fulfill my life. <laughs> it's a shame you won't listen to the song out of the, off the soundtrack, Morrissey, because that's really, really good. No, you're being slippery. Could you give us a song now? I'm not going to sing a song in front of you. No, that's Look, worse if, than if playing football up to park. If you went onto the weakest link, <laughs> she would say, "Put your board down, step I to the left." I wouldn't go on the weakest link because I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't want to be exposed in that fashion. No way. I'm not going to stand in front of you and sing a song. It's hard enough. Lights Sing, Russell, please. Come no on, Russell. No way! No, I'm not Russell, doing it. I've Russell. always regretted it that time you made me rap. I'm never doing it Russell, again. can I just tell you one thing? Go on. If it's the last thing I ever tell you, yeah. you are about to sing a song. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't do that! That's bullying! No! Look at Morrissey forcing me to sing! Stop it! After you three... <laughs> no, shut up! One... No! Two... No! A three... <laughs> off we go! I don't know any records. Stop it! Stop victimising me! I'm meant to look composed. This is my bloody show. I'm the voice of a generation. You're making me look an idiot. Russell an Singh, idiot come voice. on, he's got I to I wasn't sing. trying to. I wasn't trying to. Play that, play one of the pre-recorded things. It's the same.
same thing. I don't have to do it in front of Russell, you. Russell, you know, the more you say, the worse it gets. Just sing. No way! Get it over All with. Right. Oh, why don't you go and do a scene out of On the Waterfront in front of James Dean? Because you're the difficult. host. You're yeah, the host. Yeah, but you can't just go around someone's house and start making demands of you people. You don't invite people around for Christmas and you're not prepared to sing. <laughs> yes, oh, I would. I would do that. No, this no, is bullying. You know, this one, is bullying. One, two, three. Stop off it. you go. No. Russell, no, if you don't sing, me. then we'll, pa we'll play your version of When I'm 64. Don't play when I'm 61, Brandon Morrissey! Don't you dare play that! Well, you've got to oh, sing, then. I don't know any songs, Matthew, you sang, what can I sing? You sang I Want You Back earlier, you knew all the lyrics. No, I'm not singing I Want You Back in front of Morrissey, it's too upbeat, I need something that suits my voice. What? Blue Moon. What? No, I'm Jesus scared! Oh, please, Russell. This is BBC Radio 2, you're listening to Russell Brand under incredible singing. pressure. That's not fair to do this, is it, Mum? Just Mom? sing anything, just make something up, one of your made-up songs. No way, I'm not doing a made-up song in front of Morrissey, uh, are Mum. Are you professional? Uh, I'm professional. Yeah, I'm not a professional bloody singer, though, I'm a comedian. But you know you're going to sing in three seconds. Ah! Stop yes. bullying me, hold on, hold on. No, I can't, I can't. Look, Russell, stop it, sing. <laughs> Nina <laughs> Simone, Nina Simone, you can sing that, I've heard you. Yeah, but, but we're <laughs> under this pressure. <laughs> you hate it when I sing Russell. them, Nina. It's a moan song. They're Billy Holiday anyway. I'm forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> no, because that doesn't, that's like, oh no, Just why do are you it. doing this? You know you're going to do it. This is horrible. This one, is like a sex attack. Two, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Oh, I'm forever blowing bubbles. Free bubbles in the air. They first go high. They reach the sky. They're like my dreams. They fade and die. Functions always oh. I Can I make one comment? Yes, dear. You shouldn't have done that. Morrissey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're listening to the Russell Brand Show on BBC Radio 2 whilst I, Russell Brand... They're not. And Victor... They're not. <laughs> you think they are. They're, they're listening. not. They're still choosing. That's... Oh, I hate... Why do things like that happen to me? I'm supposed to be famous now. The only person listening is the person from USA Today. <laughs> Everybody else has just saw her leave. <laughs> she was sticking her handbag and walked out. <laughs> what are you doing this to me for? That was your handbag. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even her own handbag. Exactly. Now, I've just embarrassed myself singing a West Ham song. You must be used to it. Well, yeah, well, I am used to that with like 34,000 <laughs> other people, not on my own like that, in front of you. What's happening now? Right, Seth Rogen's here. You, you'd like me to go now. You can stay if you want, but can no, you please be mind. normal? No, I, I can go, I don't mind. I don't want you to go, I just don't want you to bully me anymore, make me sing in front of... What are you going to make me do in you, front of Seth Rogen? You I'll can't, do all the lines that I've knocked up. You probably can't focus on two people. Cool, I can focus, I'll be focusing on myself, whoever you put in the room. So, the, But can you just please not bully me anymore. That's all I've ever asked. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't comply with that. <laughs> right, look, don't embarrass me in front of Seth Rogen. I've only met him once at the premiere already. Yeah, but you, you've made a mistake because he's actually heard mm. the last ten minutes of this broadcast. Yeah, of course he has. He's not going to be very willing to come in here now, is he? He's got to come in and tolerate this. I don't blame him. All right, are you going to stay or go? It's up to you, Morrissey. Oh, isn't that really nice? Oh, yeah, because you never put me under pressure, no. did you? It didn't make me no. sing on Forever Blowing Bubbles. The beautiful host. <laughs> Would God. you like Russell? Should I go? What, Jen? Can you take? I mean, like, well, I don't stay know. if you want. Yeah, stay. Let's get Seth Rogen. Uh, right, you're listening to the Russell Brand Show. <laughs> Wait, we're actually listening to the Morrissey Show now. Annie Nightingale was never like this. No, of course you weren't. You probably didn't make her sing chants <laughs> down the bloody blah. Right, okay, Seth. No, Russell. Yes, I will Morrissey. go now. So you say oh, you goodbye to me, go. and then you have a new guest. Okay. Well, Morrissey, thank you very much for coming in. It's been an absolute delight and a pleasure and an honour to see you as always. And I particularly enjoyed it when you made me sing that song. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs>
thank you. I'll see you later if you're coming to the game. I love you, Russell. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And there goes Stephen Patrick Morrissey, chairman of the New York Dolls fan club, writer of a James Dean book as a boy, still victimising me. Thank you so much for coming. See you later, Morrissey. Bloody hell, Matt. What, you, 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 you let that happen. <laughs> You let that happen to me. He, you know, you, he what was asking gonna... you to sing. You had to Why sing. Did... Why did he do that to me? Weird... At least it was at least a chant. What yeah. weird what? It was Dynamic. A... Well, it was. I thought you were going to do your actual. You, your point was that you could sing, and then you went. Yeah, oh, no, but... forever blown. Sounded desperate. <laughs> well, I didn't wanna... what, what could I do? I'm not going to try. And when you said fortune, that was awful. Fortune. <laughs> Fortune always I did. Yeah, but it's not very easy, is it? Who do you like? Slash. Do you notice when Slash came on our radio show, I didn't go, Matt, why don't you do the opening bars of Smells Like Teen Spirit like you always do whenever you see a guitar? Do you like, think do you know that I mean? Slash or played mm. Teen Spirit? No, I don't. I know oh, that's right, the only okay. thing you can play on a guitar. I didn't sing a Morrissey song. That would have been the only thing that could have been worse, is if <laughs> I'd have stood there and song, sung half a person. That's the only thing that could have made it Don't worry, worse. it was good. No, it's not good! Why do people make me deal with it? Like, what my mum say? What'd you say, mum? Don't worry, mum say it's all right. It's all part of the radio show. Please welcome to the radio show, Seth Rogen, everyone. Here he is, Seth Rogen. You're being applauded in London. Seth, there's some headphones here if you want Perfect. them, old bean. Have you been listening to the show, mate? I have been listening to the show, actually. Oh, it's been a lot of pressure. I'm surprised Morrissey didn't stay for me, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, yeah. hello, mate. Oh, good to see you. That, that, well, it's, yeah, well, you know, as you just witnessed, Morrissey is a, a mercurial force. He is. That was impressive. I'm amazed. He, I, I didn't actually see him. I still, He's one of these people I don't think exists in real life. Until, well, he, there was definitely something. I'm, I don't know. He's what, almost mythical. He's well on the way to that kind of status. <laughs> but he was just there. He was torturing me. Did you hear all that? I heard you sing. That's not easy, is it? No, I mean, it sounded good, though. Thanks. That's very nice. I don't know. Uh, it's funny i only know you i i saw forgetting sarah marshall and that's like the most exposure to you i've ever had in my life right so to me you are a singer ah right. so that wasn't that weird i have to say <laughs> that's <the laughs> it's exactly what i expected right. you, that's what i should have been doing yeah you should have been singing i didn't know that you you didn't know I wasn't a singer. The lady from USA Today has, uh, you know, Son's handbag full of sick is still in the room. And uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. So that's, well, just to give you a bit of backstory, I'm yes. not a singer. No, Jeff, I'm you're a, a comic. I'm a comic. And yeah. Morrissey is like a, like my sort of, like my idol. From really? From a child, yeah, like, I adore him and love him. He's amazing, yeah. Of course, and, and like, so, and then he just like, and then him making me do singing, that's bullying. You should have made him do stand-up comedy. I know, I just, I lost my, like, it's, you can't really offer a, you know what I mean? You've got to That's be respectful, true. haven't you? He's like the I guest so. thing. Yeah. Right. That's so. very true. <laughs> you do stand up comedy. <laughs> Tell a joke, Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, Morrissey. <laughs> can't do that. That's I guess it. not. It's true. I don't know your persona. You could be like the mean radio guy. See, I don't know that. Okay. I don't okay, go in for mean. Good. It's sort of like the, the sort of that exchange. It's like an unfair dynamic. Like say yes. a girl could come and squeeze your bottom. Yes. If you squeeze a girl's bottom in, in, as retribution, that's not fair. No, it's true. It's considered... Morrissey's like a girl who squeezes your bottom. In, in... <laughs> that's Seth Rogen news. <laughs> I certainly couldn't concur with that. <laughs> Probably coming here. You put it out there. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Right, come on then. Let's do a nice proper interview. Aren't okay. Even Let's though do it. Sure. To tell you the truth, I'm taking my head off. I, you're doing a lovely job of that. Yes. Now, Seth, even yeah. though you're someone I've only met briefly, we met very briefly the other night. Yeah, that was kind of it was like difficult for me because I uh, like I was. That was a crazy night. Yeah. It must be crazy, you know. It's a it's a big premiere. Is that that's your first like American movie? I assume. Yeah, right? yes, yeah. of course. And it was like it was, yeah, it was an extraordinary uh, evening. It's and a lot. Right. Yeah, it's right. just a lot. You've recently gone through all of that stuff with your films knocked up, super bad, etc., etc. Yeah. How are you coping. 
Uh, well, I was so glad. I was saying, like, it's so much more fun when you're not in the movie. Like, like the forget. Like for me, that was a really fun night because yeah. like no one wanted to talk to me. They were all talking to you guys. It was actually great. How did you cope though with the rapid ascent to fame that you? I mean, like you started doing stand up <laughs> when you were like 13. So yeah, like that, right. Uh, I I mean, I guess in the last. Uh, you know, year or so, uh, there's definitely been an escalation in, in recognition, I mm. would say. Um, but I don't go out much, man. I don't Dang do anything. Man. I just, like, I literally stay at home a lot of the time and play video games. Right. And uh, it really has not changed much. I think it's because I have a girlfriend. If I was single, it would mm. maybe be, like, a whole other world. Right, yeah, of course. Because, because if you're a guy like me, you're always, you know, that's, like, you don't get laid that much before you're famous right. and then you get famous and then it happens but that would be really the only significant change in my life mm. but i already have a girlfriend you have so, a girlfriend, so yeah. you're not able to take advantage of sex no exactly <laughs> do you ever think that that's a bit of a shame uh no i probably would just be letting tons of women down anyway this way it's more localized to one yeah. woman yeah i'd rather uh, not spread that out too much one woman is like a christ-like woman exactly she's bearing the cross of all my bad sexual ex exploits uh, right, yeah. Rather for women across womankind. America. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I tolerate that is who I would sleep with. Shoddy sex. But All womankind. I imagine you're quite, you're probably quite a generous lover, I would think, from the looks of you. You seem like a sensitive kind of a man. I am. I'm lazy. I'm kind of heavy. I'm lazy. I'm right. kind of, you know, I fight for the bottom. You, you fight for the, you definitely much rather be on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Sexual yeah. dynamic. Definitely. You mean bottom, of course, in the American sense, not as in anus. In no, it. yes, not in the, the British sense. Yeah, exactly. When you're going for the bottom. Now, yeah. Seth, I also happen to know that in studio in the United Kingdom, we have the brilliant former uh, Moldy Peaches artist, Adam Green. Is Adam Green still there, Matt, or has he walked he's, off? He's in the in uh, gallery Fury. area. He's in the gallery, so like, you know, are you aware of the Moldy Peaches and Adam Green and stuff, Seth? No. Br brilliant. Well, he's good, he is. Um, it sounds it sounds good. I've just been handed a letter. Adam is ready when you are. He needs one song and a small chat. He has flown from <laughs> Scotland to do the show. <laughs> because see, I'll tell you why, because we knew that Adam Green was in studio, but I said before the show, yeah. this will be really difficult, I guess, because Morrissey's in here. If yeah. Morrissey don't get up and walk out, I can't do You can't anything. be like, Okay Morrissey, thanks for coming, yeah. good to see you. It's bad enough with Noel right, Noel Gallagher comes on this show a lot. Yeah. And he's but like at least Noel Gallagher he's like I sort of have a kind of equal relationship. Yeah, with yeah, him. yeah. You know, so with any he, but he's bad enough. He came on last week and was like a jobbo to Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah, so that was embarrassing. I thought awkward. he was the nice one. He is. Yeah. So imagine, <laughs> what, yeah, Liam. What, you know, Jonah wouldn't have escaped with his life. Was, no, exactly. Even via telephone, he would have got him. Right. Somehow. He'd have found some way of releasing spores of neg <laughs> negativity down the telephone. Is what I imagine. But anyway, so what? So hold on. Well, so how are we gonna, How much show do we have left? What should we? How should we do? Why don't we get Adam in studio in the UK? Get Adam to Adam do a nice is in number. place. There's Adam, hello. 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 Adam Green, how lovely of you to come on our show. I'm sorry it's been so shambolic. Are you well? What? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man, he's, he's the perfect guest for the situation because I imagine Adam Green is in tune with that kind of energy. You listen to BBC <laughs> Radio 2. Adam, are you going to do a live performance for us, dear? Yeah, yeah, I brought some backup singers. You've got backup singers? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, don't say that. Don't say that. Because I'm here with, like, I mean, Seth Rogen's an attractive and brilliant man, but there will be no sex. He's already said he's lazy and likes to go on the bottom. <laughs> I know, so, I've seen that, I saw that, that part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> right, we're all aware. He's been very candid about his sexual limitations. I know, it's, all, it's all over the silver screen. Exactly. <laughs> it's all up the silver screen, I've got a silvery lap, a delightful yeah. sheen, a milky glove of guilt I wear. So, uh, okay, Adam Green, will you uh, do a nice song for us, okay, the people yeah. of the world? What is uh, it? It's called Morning After Midnight.
Adam Woo. Green, what a fantastic song that was. Morning after midnight, we, me and Seth listened to that like we were record executives, sort of sagely <laughs> nodding. Yeah, this kid's got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got I a got hit on your hands. Maybe it's because I got class. <laughs> You've got real class, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your backing singers do sound really attractive. Yeah. I got a bit distracted by that, are they? Yes. I, yes, they're, uh, they're oh. tens. They're te- oh, wow. They're and they can sing. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, and they're, and they're South London girls. Oh, good South London women. Yeah. Yeah, for I just reals. involuntarily cupped my own genitals at her. He literally did. He couldn't help but touch himself when oh, he said yeah. South London women. Oh, yeah. The women of South London, you've got to get cupping. Oh, well, girls, you know, stick around. I'm back in London for Jonathan Ross's show next week. So if you want to leave your details there, don't let him near Matt Moore. Can we don't yeah, actually, something that's yet? why I agreed to do your show, is because I thought you were Jonathan Ross. Right, no, I'm not Jonathan Ross. I'm Adam. You can't make those kind of blunders. Well, that's why that's, I'm serious. No, I'm not Jonathan Ross. I'm not like, what's next? Right, so Morrissey comes on the show makes me, and makes me sing a football chant. Adam Green, who, who I've long admired. I love your work with Moldy Peaches. Hey, did we Simpson meet each other? Did we meet each other? The, you and I? Yeah. Did we, we met each other in a stairwell at Coco's Club in Camden. I was with Carl Barat, and I, yeah. I remember yeah, that's being quite bitter. That's what I yeah, thought. He, Carl did not make enough effort to do a good introduction of me, and I've, I've always carried a bit of a resentment about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl Barat from the Libertine. They, we, call him, we call him uh, Lazy Bones. You call you call him Lazy Bones. Yeah, that's what he's called on the street. That's his street name. His street name's Lazy Bones. Yeah. That's his tag. That's how LB. we know him. LB Lazy Bones, Carl Barat, right Elbone. there. Elbone. Whereas I'm known as JR, Jonathan Ross. Oh, no, <laughs> my crazy suits and my. Oh no, really though. No, really. No, we never heard of Jonathan Ross in the states. Never. I'm no. serious. No, no one's no. ever heard of him. No, I like right? your Seth. Voice. No, right. No, so, I, I, no, no, only from my Europe. Yeah, experience. right. Have you been on Jonathan Ross yet, Seth? Fourteen times. Fourteen times. No, been... <laughs> Pop over. I, I, co- I host when he's sick. <laughs> Standing he, in he's this bulimic. Week, he's bulimic, so he's sick a lot. Exactly. <laughs> he's forever vomiting. His dressing room stinks. For God's sake, we've got to have someone on who looks comfortable with their body image. <laughs> it's <was laughs> impossible, man. I'm getting fat. I'm, I'm Seth Rogen fat. <laughs> Adam! It's a, it's a good place to be. What? It's okay. That's what's happening, man. I'm, I'm I eat Seth a lot of tour Rogen. food. Are you hip to Ryder? You guys get riders in the comedic yeah. showbiz? Listen, we got in this room now. There's cornucopias of gorgeous fruit. We've got South <laughs> London like back Thanksgiving in dinner. There's a shrimp platter. Very oh, look at that! All in ice cream. Delicious. Russell, yeah. have you been in America long enough to celebrate a Thanksgiving? No, I've never celebrated a Thanksgiving on mm. the counts of you. Now it seems a bit like nicking a country off someone. <laughs> is it? Is it that? Is that? The, is it that celebration? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, but it's a for- <laughs> <laughs> it's forgiving though. It's a forgiving feast. <laughs> it's true. I'm Canadian, so I actually only recently had my first Thanksgiving. Oh my How god! Was it? No, it's it? great because all you do is eat. It's like a holiday. That's it's just a meal. Like it's not like you say. You know, I'm Jewish, so I'm used to like you got to go through like six hours of prayer right. to get to. No way, me meal, too. Usually. Yeah, I'm Jewish too. Exactly. So it's like Passover without all the crap. You just get to eat. We should hang out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Just have we'll a eat together. delicious feasts, the pair of you, on any occasion. Do it on Easter. Go mental. Have Christian holidays. Do what you like. Eat on a Muslim day, for heaven's sake. Celebrate what you will. Crikey, all the chaos and the madness of it all. Adam Green, is there anything that you feel... I wish, Adam, how long are you in the country? It would be lovely to spend time oh, talking God. to you, because I can no, hear that you're quirky. No, I would love to. I'm going to actually have to go to Cologne, uh, Germany to... Tomorrow, I'm staying in an airport easy, hotel. I, I never, I never ever stayed in an airport hotel before. It's going to be rough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be noisy, and there's a lot of construction. Of, there's going to be a lot of construction. There's people that are staying there that don't want to be there. They're no, no one, there. no one wants to be there. No one wants to be there. 
Who wants to be in a, an airport yeah. hotel? Just drink the shampoo. <laughs> and I'm just like one yourself. of those guys that doesn't want to be there with everybody. You're else. another one. You're, well, in, in fact, then maybe you'll fit in, Adam. Maybe it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, just, maybe I'll find my people. Maybe I'll finally find my people. At last. <laughs> it's going to be a homecoming for you, yeah. this very much. It's yeah. going to be a Zionist trip to a Cologne <laughs> airport hotel for you. Oh, my God. Adam there's this part of Cologne, it's called a Carnival. You know that. They have Carnival, like, uh, everywhere, I guess. But Well, they just keep having carnivals. There's Cologne. ones uh, all clowns. And right. I, last time I was there, I saw a subway car filled with clowns. <laughs> Everyone was a clown on the whole car. German clowns? Everybody. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's horrific. That's it horrific was... because <laughs> these people clowning around, I don't, I don't know. That must be a lot of pressure for the Germans. You will laugh. <laughs> oh, oh, look at the pathos edged across my face. No, no, and this lady, like, oh, this, this lady was like, oh, yeah, and, you know, then everyone gets drunk to get laid. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, all these clowns are humping each other. <laughs> no, no. Now, Adam Green, this is the Queen's radio station. You've just planted into the mind of Great Britain humping clowns. No, clown porn, here. Been clown porn is uh, rare. It's uncommon. It's very uncommon. No, have you, you know Bukake? Have you heard Bukake? We know what Bukake... Right, let's leave Bukake, darling, <laughs> because that's a, n a naughty term. We know what that no, is. Clown, look it up on the internet. Clown is not even listed under the subject. But but there is some clown porn. I think the fact that there's any is weird. That is very niche. <laughs> yeah. The fact that anyone's bothered, but <laughs> someone somewhere. Exist. I've seen one. <laughs> I've seen I, it. If it's gotten to me, then right. it's out there. Have you any interest in clown porn? Is just in a general uh, search. Only as a collector. As an archivist. It. As an archivist. In context, <laughs> I appreciate its context in the world. Adam Green there, the connoisseur <laughs> and expert of clown porn. We've got I'll tell you Adam, the good stuff from the bad. You really are. You are the guiding light. When it comes to Pirandello porn, when it comes to Comedia della Wank, you are the numero uno authority. Adam Green, we're going to have to close you down, not emotionally, right. but in a, in a literal way, so Fair I can enough. do this interview with Seth Rogen. You've been fantastic. Tell okay. the South London, South London singers to leave their details. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show. What, what do you uh, say to that? What do you ladies say? Matthew, oh, they why can't don't you hear you. They can't hear you. They're totally indifferent about you. He's they thought you were Jonathan Ross. <laughs> tell tell just them Jonathan Ross you, what's Russell. their phone number. <laughs> they laughed at you. They're just that's, laughing at you. That's how it starts, Adam. It, it always starts with a laugh I know. And, and, and ends with a morning after pill. <laughs> wow, you're right there, Matthew. Yeah, it's been a hectic show, huh? And it's been mental. What a lot of madness. We're here with Seth Rogen. He's our very special and honoured guest. Thank you for coming, Seth. Oh, no problem. You stepped into a maelstrom. I did. Because, like, you I, know, I, I don't know what that word means, but I guess I stepped in a while. Sort of, sort of like a storm. <laughs> okay, a malevolent good. storm. <laughs> a negative storm of insanity. Because that was really difficult. Because, yeah. like, we're doing two simultaneous radio shows. We're keeping, it's like spinning plates. We've got Adam Green there. Oh, it's true, yeah. It's clown sex he's bringing up already. That's something like that's a complicated idea to navigate. It is. Uh, 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 yeah, along with uh, everything else that's going on. That, right. That's complicated. Off the back of having to sing with I Morrissey. can actually, I'm pretty good at navigating with clown sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't throw me you off. You can use their red nose as a yeah. sort of a focal point. I just kept looking at this the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Seth's microphone has got a red foam cap on it. So don't, you know, with all the context that it's been right. placed in, it's true. keep it's control of yourself. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly now the whole thing seems rather smutty. And my mum's in the room now as well. That's my mum, Babs. That's Seth Hi, Rogan. nice to meet you. Seth. How's it going? Oh, 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 my mum's having a nice time. You're a lovely man with lovely manners and a, a wonderful, gentle air about you, if I may say so. Thank you. Seth, I will now interview you in a professional fashion. <laughs> okay, look, you wrote a little list of questions. The, yes, there's some <laughs> nice things here to ask you about. Okay. <clears throat> Seth, you were a staff writer on the Ali G show. Oh, that's good. 
Did you like being a writer on the Ali G show? I did. Did you work with Sasha at all? I did. did. You, like, you have to speak to him and that? I did have to talk to him, yeah. Were you also doing performing while writing on other shows? Uh, no, I was totally uh, unemployed and uh, ah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a performer, I would say. Mm. And uh, yeah, I wrote, do you know those guys? Are you friends with those guys? We don't know them. No, because no? like, no, they got all famous over here while I was still scrabbling around in the gutter in the United Kingdom. Well, so. you, how famous? I mean, you're pretty famous. I'm pretty famous. I want you to contextualize. I mean, okay. It, uh, I, look, that's my book over there. It's, you have a book. I know it's very that. important. You have a book. Uh, I win sort of awards for things. That's and good. You see, you know, you how you were talking about the only point really in being famous, being as be famous is to be able to have sex with people, and that yeah. I've been exploiting that ruthlessly that's for, for some years now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Almost like that's the main job. It like, kind of that, that, that'll become the job. The I performance hear. has been relegated pretty much. Oh God! Oh no! Sorry, I'm not going to be able to appear at the theatre. I've got to have sex. It's just fuel in the tank. Yeah, very, very much. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the 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 context of it. Hey, so with your writing, is your writing just so that you can be in things, or do you, like will you still write things from? I suppose you did. You write a uh, drill bit Taylor. I did, but that uh, I actually wrote it. Um, I wrote it a few years ago, uh, just because again I was totally unemployed. I yeah. did it around this. I, I kind of like just couldn't get work as an actor for years and years and years. So you wrote um, stuff. So I just wrote stuff, so just because it's it's kind of easier to do that. For you can work, just do I that guess. in your bedroom. Yeah, exactly. You can't sit around and act all day. You can't. I mean, people no. just this, that strikes people as that'd be weird, right? But you can write all day. <laughs> yeah. People, if you're just sitting around writing, people will go, "Oh, he's studious." Yeah. If you sat around just acting all day, people think, "Well, they why think that you're that a weirdo." Yeah. yeah. That's where I went wrong in adolescence as a result of that exact really <laughs> <laughs> oh mother how art thou she, oh alright dear I'll just put the kettle on you know so it just it seems <laughs> it's disruptive for people Seth is starring in and writing the new Green, Green Hornet film are you doing those things yeah I, I was actually doing it today well yeah because we got here yeah. yeah are you able to concentrate when you're sitting writing I am <laughs> really well yeah you, what do you do? Just lose yourself off in your imagination? Yeah, kind of, well, I have a, a partner I write with, which, which makes it easier, so it just kind of feels like you're hanging out with your friend, I guess. We, right. Uh, yeah, we write. I mean, how do you write? You write. You must write jokes. You well, know? sometimes I write with my mate Matt, who's doing this radio show. Yeah. Uh, Matt say hello to... He doesn't write at all. He strides he... around shouting. Yeah. Other people write it down. Yeah, I like to stride around shouting. I like to do that too. I like to kind of pace and yeah. uh, I, and I, I pretend I'm a much slower typer than I am, so people get frustrated yes, with me while I I'm do at that. the computer. Yeah. I've told people I have multiple sclerosis. Exactly. So like, oh. pee -pee 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 -pee. <laughs> <laughs> I've written this, it's called yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an avant garde, it's a German expressionist piece. I keep writing this joke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not hitting. It's ideally it would be performed by naked clowns, but no one no one seems to like it. As as well as appearing in numerous comedies, Seth has been in angsty teen gr drama. <laughs> Who Creek. wrote that? Did I, I write that? No. <laughs> right, it might be from yeah, your... It sounds like the one I wrote and said that to people. I know. There's something I wrote really early on in my career. I had to write like a, a sort of a biography yeah. type thing. And I really did. I sort of, it was when I was like, you know, I didn't have many accolades or achievements. Yeah. So I was really smarmy about quite tedious and trivial things. <laughs> and that, and it's remains like people quote it still in the sort of like the booklet that comes out along with Sarah Marshall, like yeah. the biography in there of Russell Brand, it's, yeah. sort of, it's got these things, trained at the Italia Conti stage school, <laughs> Russell Brand knocked him bandy and bugs him alone. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I have to still read it now, it still stalks me. It's true, yeah, I, until recently I had on my resume uh, a play I did for, with the Jewish summer camp I went to called Slow Mo Gump. Slow Mo Gump. And I was Slow Mo Gump. And like, that was on my resume for a Appearing while. Appearing yeah, as Slow Mo Gump. Like, on my body, I was like, someone tells me Slow Mo Gump. So it'll crop up. <laughs> People will say that. Yeah, about yeah, you. yeah. It's out there. 
Yeah, Shlomo's out there. Like, I'm proud of it, though. Shlomo's out there. It's yeah. gathering momentum. Exactly. I think Shlomo's going to pick up speed. They've optioned it. The, yeah. wine, the Weinsteins. Yeah, the Weinsteins <laughs> will pick up on Shlomo. Well, I think it's about time. Because a piece of work like Shlomo Gump, its day was always going to come. It's true. I think uh, the cross between uh, Jewish uh, Zionistic ideals <laughs> and uh, a slow southern man with a shrimp company uh, always were destined to intersect at one point. Thank so. God you were <laughs> present to provide exactly. us with that intersection of <laughs> Shlomo Gump. I now understand completely what that would be about. I was about. for it, yeah. Seth is often described in the press as being part of Hollywood's frat pack. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? Do you see someone describing you as part of an Hollywood frat pack? No, not at all. No. Who wrote? No, I, 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 would, I wouldn't describe myself. I think I'm around 30 years younger than all those guys. Yeah, you are. <laughs> look at this. In fact, I could be Vince Vaughn's son. You could, really yeah. could be. You are 30 years and 40. Look at this. Frank Sinatra. This is ridiculous. You're not friends of any. A lot of these people are dead. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Dean Martin. Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah, me and Dean Martin have done a few movies together. You though, guys. Something about it with your taxes undone. It's true. Joey Bishop uh, was originally going to be in Superbad. Yeah. We had to replace him. Alas, not available. No, he wasn't. Because of, is he dead? Life is terminal. <laughs> I think it's he's dead, yeah. One of the things we've discovered as, <laughs> as it goes on. Right, so you do, like, listen to this then. Stand-up comedy. Yeah. You just started doing it when you were 13. That's true. Yeah. That, you, that one's true. Were you any good at it? I actually was okay at it then. Mm. Uh, when did you start? How old were you when you started? Much older. Probably about sort of tw 22, I reckon. Once I got, I got, like, I was, got thrown out of a drama school. Yeah? Not for the quality of the acting, which was always adequate. Just for uh, being a punk? For being a, oh, God, I was a bad, <laughs> oh, Seth. You know, I, yeah, terrible tales I could tell you, and yeah. probably will find a way of crowbarring them <laughs> I mean, at, at some point. Yes, yeah, so I started doing stand-up then, but I'd had some life experience. What, at 13, what do you say to people? What are your jokes? Uh, well, I, I was very aware that, you know, there weren't a lot of 13-year-old comics out there, so mm. I would kind of, I would talk about 13-year-old stuff. I'd talk about, like, my bar mitzvah and, like, mm. trying to touch girls' breasts for the first time. Right. And, uh trying to get my driver's license and my grandparents good. and uh it was uh you know i wasn't bad at it i, I mean bet you I, were, all right. it, it wasn't it wasn't you know revolution i wasn't like i i stopped for a reason you know i didn't right. i knew i wasn't gonna like you know be the next martin mm. lawrence i don't know who's a funny guy but uh i uh thought you know that that's kind of why i started writing screenplays and acting but i really enjoyed it i mean it was yeah. a lot of fun always uh to laugh and it? it's quite a lot of pressure the uh, i suppose it's quite good that you had the advantage of being able to talk about like because initially people may have been oh my god he's talking about touching 13 year old girls breasts but then they're yeah. about to go on but he himself is a 13 year old exactly boy. if you did that joke it probably wouldn't play the same well Maybe. yeah i did it and uh, <laughs> let me tell you people were thoroughly have you disappointed had, have you had problems with that yeah no. I, I, did, I did a little time really <laughs> yeah it got ugly no no of course not right here here's some more questions for you da, 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 starting green on it would you think that hmm yeah these kind of, look at this question here seth define funny Define funny. Could you define funny? Yeah, I was hoping you would ask that, actually. Mm. That's, uh, it's I've a golden I've been, I've been preparing that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Define funny. Don't That's feel... pretty good. You know, when I, when I was in London, actually, I actually happened to be watching a talk show. I don't know mm. who, but uh, the Liam Gallagher, Noel, Noel Gallagher oh, yeah. was on it with Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah. And they started talking about you. And they started saying how you made a joke about sleeping with Kimberly Stewart or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad time. And a giant argument broke out. And that was, uh, you know, around the time when, you know, Sarah Marshall was finishing up. And I kind of yeah. heard your name. And that was, mm. I thought it was hilarious. I thought, <laughs> Thank I, I thought, you. I, I, because I actually worked with Kimberly Stewart 
weirdly enough, on a TV show called Undeclared uh, years and oh, years she's ago. She's in She was in one episode, mm. and uh, I she she annoyed me a great <laughs> deal. She uh, annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, following her back say, to her hotel room for yeah, no good reason. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. I, I, I had a good laugh at that. I yeah, it was difficult. <laughs> I ended up being quite roundly humiliated as a result of that, and it was lovely for Noel Gallagher to stand up for me. What was is like I had a couple of dates with Kimberly. She came back to my house a couple of times, then did that thing when you think when someone comes back to your house and then they don't want to have it off. You think, oh, bloody Why hell. Hell, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we going to do? It's nothing on the telly. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I can, you don't hang out with Kim Stewart for the conversation. No, I, for, the, for the late night. Uh, I learned you know, that. Reflections on <laughs> the, the late night <laughs> reflections were lacking in, <laughs> in momentum, in profundity. A lot of the reflections were just about the superficial things like yeah. hairdos. Didn't, yeah, exactly, she, uh, yeah. didn't she demand a cuddly toy or something? Yeah, I think she did demand. Oh, she got in my bloody that. bed. She had the. You're right, Matt. She demanded a cuddly toy. I goes, she well, sleep with that one. You can cuddle that, sweetheart. <laughs> if you are, you're very welcome. But she she declined. Yeah, I had to find her a cuddly object somewhere. Like in, a pillow, or you know. Yeah, a, there was nothing cuddly in the house. I got rid of all cuddly things in my attempt to create a, an uh, environment. A sex, a sex dome. Right, the sex dome. <laughs> no one needs that rabbit in the sex dome. The old sex dome would be completely undermined. Exactly. Yeah. Seth, would you be so kind as to help us with a regular item we do on this show called yeah. Gay? Okay. We help people with their gay problems. It's got a jingle. Have we got that jingle there? Just so that we can... Gay! Check that out. That jingle was made by a fan. The fans... <laughs> really? It's, a, it's, it's, fan, it's fan fiction? That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Good, isn't it? People are doing that, yeah. yeah have you ever been the subject of fan fiction? I, I have not, actually. Well, it's only a matter of time. I might, I might have been actually. Because fan fiction is where, but people will take people, you. People they write you, and they, it's like they'll make like me and Captain Picard having sex on the Enterprise or something like that, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, I think nerd, like my friends on that TV show, Numbers. Uh, I don't right. know if you've ever heard of it, but it's about mm. mathematicians that solve crimes. And right. apparently, like people write a lot. Like there's an inordinate amount of fan fiction about that because like, right. there's something about the math community in the. Uh, Right. Press sexual fantasy. They've got a lot of time on their hands just yeah. thinking about numbers. <laughs> and they go, oh my god, it's all getting pent up. Exactly. I have to release it. Yeah, I cupped myself again. <laughs> Back to it's the... just that your crotch is so at my face level the way that we're doing it. So it's sorry. so apparent when it happens. Should... <laughs> One of us, we should change. One of us should... It's okay. No, I like it. It's, yeah, it's, you're, it's you're comfortable. The, yes, it's bringing a level of intimacy to, is, to, the, to the interview. Yeah, yeah. with you being at the level of my crotch, <laughs> exactly. it certainly isn't meant to be suggestive. I no. <laughs> consider you an equal, very much, at least. You know, I'm, not, I'm certainly not an aggressive man. <laughs> so here we are. Look, this is uh, our item gay thing yep. that we do. This is to Let's help people it. with gay things. With gay things. Yeah, any gay problem they might have. Uh, this is our opportunity to help those lovely gays. Right, this is uh, one from Rachel. I wonder if you can help us, she says. Uh, I started university this year, met an attractive man in a freshers week. Luckily, he lived in the same halls of residence. We became good friends with him and two other girls. Then I developed a crush on him. We spent so much time together. The thing is, no one knows if he's gay or not. Because we're close friends, everyone else asks me whether he's in or out of the closet. He never talks about girls or guys. He fancies, never pulls anyone. He's incredibly tidy and loves shopping. <laughs> okay. More, more than most <laughs> girls. And his best friend from home is gay. Is there a way I can find out if he's gay without ruining the friendship as I'm living with him and friends in the house next? Next year, Seth, it's over to you. How can Rachel wheedle out this man's sexuality without blundering? I mean, it's the age-old. I mean, that's that's the mother of all gay questions, that's the isn't that's it? it? That's the holy grail of gay questions. This is it. There's nowhere for us to go beyond that. That is it. No, that's, that's the it. archetypal. That's the one. That's the one. Can we ask? You know, you know someone you think is gay. How do you? How do you know? How, how do you, we wheedle it out of them? We've got to get some sort of. Rachel needs to know before she gets into that hall of residence. The, Rachel clearly wants to have heterosexual sex with it's this true. man. And you know what's funny is for. For all 
the gay people I know and the people who seem gay that mm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know anyone who's actually just asked someone if they were gay or not. You gay? Yeah, no, that never gets said, does it? No, and maybe that's the question. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's so simple, it's, it's as plain as the noses on our face. We just haven't... It's the pla plain as a nose on a pornographic clown's dirty <laughs> face. <laughs> exactly, on the, on the smut-covered nose of a... <laughs> of of a, a yeah, dirty exactly. German I mean, clown. Uh, so maybe just ask. Just march straight up to him and go, are you gay? Say, you know what? People keep asking me if you're gay and I don't know what to say. That, put, it, put it off on them. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good you way of doing it. just happened for the 30th time this week. Someone asked me if you were gay. And I sort of sometimes wonder myself. I just want to know, oh, like, yeah. should I tell them yes or no? Because it's building up. Like you're yeah, like you don't want to know. Just yeah. like, what should I tell them? Like you're their publicist. Yeah, exactly. Doing... How are we going to handle this whole gay okay, question? Okay, okay. The gay question, it keeps yeah. coming back. We're going to have to handle this. We could use it as an opportunity. Yeah. yeah or... Perhaps use it. Yeah, we use it as an opportunity because there's a bit. The pink pound is very strong. Exactly. The pink dollar. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to be made in that. You could, Say it pacing up and down like that, like you're in the middle. Of, right, that's, exactly, like you're pitching them on something. Right, yeah. like you're pitching it, like you're pitching it. Matthew Morgan uh, in London, well, how do you think this gay issue should be dealt with? Well, obviously asking him's one, but I reckon, like, check his MySpace, his Facebook. How does he, check. you know, advertise himself on those? Right. There's a little box, isn't there, for... What's, and it says orientation. Yeah. I will say from my experience also, if a guy, if, if someone seems gay, they're, they're, gay. they're, they're usually gay. But then yeah, but Russell, people. loads of people think you're gay. But you don't seem, I mean, it may be like, just because, you know, you, you are wearing a dress right now. <laughs> but I guess but, but after, after talking to you for, it's clear, I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'm nothing against gay people, obviously. I'm not homophobic at all. But you you don't seem gay, well, you know, talking to you. you no. I mean, you, you clearly sleep with a lot of chicks. <laughs> so there's another reason why you don't seem gay. So crush that rumor. Exactly. So uh, I think if someone does seem gay, they, from my experience, they usually are. This guy probably is gay. He's he probably, probably gay. gay. Yeah. Rachel, he's probably gay. Don't yeah. even know. Leave him alone. Yeah. But she then should say alone. to him that she she should go. Oh, I think I might be a lesbian. And then see oh, how he deals oh, with that. Hold on. Oh, Hang on, Matt yeah. Morgan. Right out of the left. Yeah, that could work. The what? old switcheroo. The yeah. Tennessee switcheroo. I think I might the be a lesbian. The way he deals with that. You'll find yeah. out. If he, if he goes, or, oh, that's against God. You sicken me. You should go, be yes. sewn up. Or you find another guy that she knows that might be gay also. And you, right. like, let's say there's a guy named John who also might be gay. John. And you go to the, this guy and you're like, what do you think of John? You think he's gay or not? Yeah. And maybe you can see how he handles that. If he goes, and, I'd like to think so. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. I lay awake at night dreaming. Yeah, exactly. I need more backstory on this guy. Is he right wing? You know, yeah. what were his parents? Is that a preacher? I mean, all these things. Rachel's <laughs> problem is very difficult to resolve. It's very complex. It's the perennial problem. Seth has described it as the yeah. archetypal gay question. Yeah. We're trying to solve it, Rachel. But there's it's so many ways. So far, we've come up with just downright ask. Yep. Pretend to be a gay publicist. Yes. Pretend you're a lesbian. Spin it. Pretend that there's another gay lad called John. Use gay John. In fact, he's yeah. real. Gay John. Use, use gay John. I know, he's in the other room. Use gay John. Probe <laughs> gay John. Use him. Use gay John. Like, yeah. Of all of those options, I think ultimately. But hold on. You know, the, a minute ago we said that thing about oh, if someone seems gay, they probably are gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about them people? You sort of think he's definitely gay, and they go, "This is my wife," and you think, "Oh, come on, this is a sham." That's true. What's going on? Again, so, I think I think uh, looking into that person's sociological background mm -hmm. will often shed some light. Like again, if they're if their dad's a preacher or something right. like that, then they That's probably are gay. Right. Lot, lot, lots of preachers have gay kids. A lot of preachers are out there <laughs> knocking out their gay kids. Do you know that the bloke who produces this show, Nick, his is dad's his, is his dad a preacher? His dad's a preacher. Sorry, Nick. And also, he's he's an insomniac as well. Nick, he's called. He's an insomniac lad. And uh, he can't sleep. We think that may be guilt because of like because his dad's a preacher. Oh yeah. Perhaps now we can assume because he's a gay. 
I think that, that's that might be what it is. better, but I think it's safe to assume that. Right, well, that's that out there. This is the way <laughs> Reverend Philps, your son, has got something <laughs> awful and against the Bible exactly. to tell you. Every day. But that's, we solved two problems here. There's a bit more, there's one more gay problem, and this is from Dick Nixon. Wow. Good wow. Old Dick, Dick Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, you should Dick. ask him the gay question. Yeah. Like Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, hold on. It could be Richard Nixon. You're quite right, Matt. That could have happened. Lovingly yours, Stephen. This is Stephen. I don't know why he's using Dick Nixon. Oh, perhaps he's trying to conceal his identity. I'm a 17-year-old former listener. Why? Hold on a minute. Oh, I don't like that for a start to it. Have you had a dip lately? There's a bit of drop off. Figures have been soaring. Come on, get with it. What's going on with Dick Nixon? This is terrible. Since Watergate, he's lost Maybe interest. Maybe it's a question about Richard Nixon's sexuality. Right, let's see if it is. Since moving to America for my dad's job, perhaps becoming president, yeah. I've been listening via podcast to keep up. My problem is that I'm the only gay in my class... Uh, that I know about. I'm still closeted, but I think some people suspect. And I want to ask a guy out, but he is straight. I don't want to freak him out or get beat up by him. What should I do? Thank you so much. Lovingly yours, Stephen. Oh, Stephen, you lovely gay lad. What's he going to do? That's a... I'd say, uh, you know, God bless him. He, he's out there and he's in yeah. high school. Mm. If he knows the guy's not gay, he probably should not ask him out. Don't ask out, <laughs> not gay people, you idiot! <laughs> what are you thinking? That's, yeah. No, he don't... Know, like, and he's aware of what will happen if he does, but he just seems like he can't help himself. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. He's tormented. That is a demented yeah. idea, young man. Don't yeah. do it. Keep that. What you want to do is, um, look, how gay are you? The so, answer's in the question. The answer's yeah. in the question. It was all there for us, as it often it is was. in many the <laughs> theological <laughs> problems such as that. Keep, suppress your gayness. Perhaps you're not gay. That's what I would say to you. Just come on. <laughs> give, it, give it another <laughs> <laughs> there might be something wrong with you. <laughs> Listen, that is obviously not our advice. I'm well into being gay. Sometimes I just give it a whirl of a weekend, just to, you know, for, for the novelty of it all. Okay, well, I think we've solved all those gay problems. I think so, yeah. Dick, keep your mouth shut. Other bird, Rachel. I think we should probably go for the using John, the probing guy, or pretending to be a lesbian. They, those sound those like are both pretty good, yeah. I, like, I like, like both those. Or just ask them. Yeah, that's always that. But to tell you the truth, I selected both of those things because uh, I think it would be most amusing for us. Oh, good. That's, that's the way that I'm... Those weren't just random emails? No, well, I mean, oh. they, no, these emails have been selected. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but in terms of the advice I offered, Seth, oh. I thought, oh, what outcome would I like to watch? You know, like oh. those books you read as a kid, Choose Your Own Choose Ending. Your Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cheat on those books, Seth? Oh, I would read them all, yeah. I would yeah. just read them through, and it made no sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like some bizarre expressionistic exactly. novel. <laughs> what? Is it He's jumping around. That character's dead. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make sense at all. They're in love. They hate yeah. each other. I would secretly be so psyched when I chose the You Just Get Killed ending, because then I got to finish reading. Yeah, right. Like, I read this book in four minutes. Look at me. I'm some kind of whiz kid. There's that read all over and done. Mm. Oh, and go back to me computer. Yeah. Matthew, should we put on a record? Have you got any... Well, it's the end of the show, Seth. Russ. What, the show's over? Yeah, G's in position. G, right, with the poet laureate of the show, Mr. G is here. Seth, I asked him very politely to, like, he, <laughs> what he does is he writes a poem where he summarises <laughs> the entire show. Wow. Right? Yeah, well, during the show. Does it rhyme? It usually? rhymes. Sometimes. It always rhymes. Sometimes. It's always good. There's, there's <laughs> often a consistent metaphor throughout it. And I said to him at the beginning of the show, though, make an effort to include the guests in the rhyme. Oh, I'm, wow. Because sometimes he doesn't include the guests, and I'm embarrassed. He yeah. does the rhyme, and the guests sort of might be waiting like, for well, them. What the hell was I here for if not to get at this rhyme? If yeah, I'm not in the rhyme, yeah. don't do the rhyme yeah. if you can't. <laughs> the time. Exactly. So listen, what I want to hear, so Mr. G, poet laureate of the show, will now summarise this brilliant and extraordinary radio show what, with what can only be described as a verse. Mr. G, it's over to you. Okay, this poem is called Sid Cup Serenade. 
Drip, drip, drop, little April showers. Empowered by half an hour, new listeners deflowered. Drop, drop, drip, the sound of breaking lifts or elevators for translators ready for Morrissey equipped. Say goodbye to Uncle Bop and hello to Sid Cup. And boob slaves confuse cravings and cheese stains and schmocks. Opportunity knocks in the form of bottle tops, be it yoga, bobber jobs or singing on the spot. Tick, tick, tock, purple ackies exploding. Seth Logan's now coping, fighting for the bottom groping. Tock, tock, tick, South London always comes fit. Adam Green flew into CJR, but clowned with RB. Woo! Well done! <laughs> there you go. She did actually rhyme Seth's own name with another name of Logan. It's okay. That's all right. That's actually part of his job as a poet. It's a fantastic poem. You've summarised the show beautifully there, Mr. G. Splendid work, and you did include all of the guests. Right, so while the show's going on, it's pretty impressive. That was pretty amazing, yeah. Pretty amazing that would take gift. me three months. <laughs> three, three months for that. Yeah, three, three and a half months. Just done it in a couple of hours. That was pretty good, yeah. It's making a mockery of, of everything anyone's <laughs> ever achieved before him there, Mr. G, the poet laureate of the show. Okay, so it's literally time for me to wrap up this show now. Yep. We've got 20 seconds to wrap up the show. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the other half hour, the extra half hour. Thank you to all our guests, Adam Green and E-Crazy. Morrissey was here. We didn't have time for Roland Rat. That's a, a very great pity. I do apologise for that. Roland Rat was meant to be on the show, but, you know, what with all the pressure and everything, and there is a war on. Seth <laughs> Rogan, thank you so much for coming in. Have no you problem. enjoyed your time here? I did. It was a blast. Uh, you've, yes. You've solved some gay problems while here. I think I helped. I did. I made a difference I think I if we, that's one thing we can from say. From this little room. I think if, you know, if one thing we were, from this tiny room, <laughs> we've, we've reached lives. Yeah, we really have. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if we can eradicate just one gay during the show. It's <laughs> made a I, difference. We really have. Mucking about, come on, sitting about and laughing, sicking up stuff. I'm really, the, for me, the real highlight was having to, being forced to sing by Morrissey. That's a, you know, thank you very much for that, the world. Seth, thanks for coming, old Bean. No it's been delightful to have you. Matthew, yeah. did you enjoy the show, mate? Yes. Craziness. It's been, yes. Been nice, hasn't it? Next yeah. week, we're going to analyse some of those doodles Are you, you back do. here next week? Yeah, I'm popping back to do Jonathan Ross, but I think we'll have to pre-record the show. Jonathan Ross, who uh, I believe Adam Green thinks that I am still, right. so that's good. for him. That's going to be doing your own show. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The universe will collapse. On oh my itself. god, this yeah. is yeah. an oxymoronic <laughs> TV show. What a paradox! It's don't jarring. let them touch. Yeah. Oh, don't cross the streams. Yes, it exactly. will be the ghost. But yeah. oh my god, it could ruin everything. The whole lineage of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. Now to catch up in what else is going on in the world, although it'll be a much, much less elaborate version and probably a bit more biased. Here on 88 to 91 FM Radio 2. Da da da. Bloody old news.